If I thought that any of this would be used, I would abandon the film entirely. Gentlemen, I'm the amazing Randy. The amazing Randy. The amazing Randy. Ta-da! A conjurer, prestidigitator, liar, cheat, and fake. your weekend been we missed you last night you, you missed me um cost quaz a few hundred bucks on a bet for your uh, ufc <laughs> for, fight for, match for the fight so he was Did asking, you see some attack moves um we saw a bunch of attack remember when moves? attack moves was a thing that was like the uh, first three weeks it still is a thing this is the attack moves network studio so the attack moves network studio except everywhere else it's you watch i listen because facebook's well, listen, being there's a difference there's shit. a i know there's a difference between a studio and the show i guess but we have to actually have another show before the studio is actually producing more content but yes yeah, so quaz was asking me about which fights to bet on and the shoe in i gave him was the first fight of the pay-per-view um saki was fighting a guy i wasn't really familiar with and saki was like a k1 kickboxing champion and i'm like he's gonna they put him with a striker he's gonna knock him out and saki got knocked out within one minute of the fight <laughs> Uh, it was my picks. I was shit last night. Although I, I, I love when you get fucked listen, up. Listen, I'm, I'm the first you know to admit like, it. You know why I like when you get fucked up? Because you're always so confident. And yeah, you're always sure. like alternative opinions are wrong. And sure. then when you're wrong and you fall on your face, it makes me yeah, well, very I, happy. It's a lot worse if I was one of these guys that's like, well, you know, this didn't happen. But in MMA, you kind of have to admit it. But I did win a $5 bet with uh, Vince over at Lobo Sound. Uh, he took uh, Stipe Miocic in the main event. And I, uh, obviously, Daniel Cormier, I did not expect him to win in the fashion in which he did with the first-round knockout over the heavyweight champ. But um, Manfro was complaining about what a bad fight it was. On no, it. that was not that fight. That was the co-main event, Francis Ninganu. And oh, it w- I'm not kidding you. It was the worst fight I've ever seen, probably. I, I would think it, it's the worst heavyweight fight I've seen. They landed a combined, between the two fighters in a 15-minute fight, a combined 30 strikes. They didn't. They were standing in front of each other. It was like watching line dancing. It was uh, unbelievable for two guys that are known for knocking people out. So I didn't really understand that part of it. But uh, anyway, welcome to episode eleven. It is eleven, not ten, not nine, not eight. Ralph, it is episode eleven, 11. of you it. watch, I listen. We have our guest coming in shortly, Kaluch Ferratu, um, our friend Dan Kalucci. Um, that, do we have to give him a fake name this week that we're going to no, forget halfway through? Because you know, Michaela had, uh, and I got to thank Michaela again. We got a ton of funny feedback. Um, the best comments I saw were people saying that uh, they wanted Maurice to be the next guest, and then someone said, you have a better shot at one of his nine kids. <laughs> like just statistically, I guess that makes sense. By the way, how uh, how are you feeling after the uh, nut death? I'll tell you, death, the nut death nut challenge. I'll tell you, um, a- after it ended, I about 10 minutes, I was in some pretty excruciating pain stomach-wise, um, and I, I was sitting off to the side of the studio, and I asked the landlord, like, should I just throw up? And she, she's like, yeah. So I stuck my fingers down my throat, and about halfway through, I'm like, this is going to be really spicy coming up. I'm probably going to splash in my eyes and get worse, and then I just burped really loud, and my stomach felt fine. However... Um, the rest of the day, I, my stomach didn't hurt. I just did not feel well for probably five hours. And when I finally um, took a shit, it was the spiciest shit I've ever See, taken in my any, life. You I said your piss burned. My piss that burned. That might be a cl- a chlamydia. I literally Googled, <laughs> can uh, Death Nut Challenge make your piss burn? Did it burn that badly? It was bad. Like, 
You I know, didn't have that problem. Like even when I fucking I ripped one and my ass was like, "Ow!" Like someone lit a, a Bunsen burner on my asshole. Do you ever take a piss after you're like super dehydrated and like your body's like, "Oh drinking yeah, more yeah, water. yeah." It was one of those times fifty. D- that was. Um, I also um, after we we're done, as soon as we were done recording, I it hit me. So <laughs> the worst actually was not on the show. So I'm running around, not even trying to make a scene, not pumping it up because we're not recording, just trying you to... You were like, hurting. And I slipped into one of the holes. Oh, yeah. You, you, By the way, I am now the landlord because I sued Dan. You, you fell into the hole. You were freaking out at like maybe 10 it minutes hurt. after, and you're like, I'm going to pass out. Can I get water? Can I get water? Dude, I was like, damn. My, my, uh, you no-sold it during the challenge, and then you were overselling it after the challenge. Oh, it was it was bad during the challenge, but here's the thing. You were being such a baby. I was just like, Listen, what, no, what no. are you doing? You were hurting that much. You just didn't want to sell it. You did the same thing with the goddamn Miracle Berry Challenge. Where Miracle you, Berry. No, you fucking liar. <laughs> you no-sold it for... See, I'm honest with our listeners. I want them to know that I am pathetic in every way, which if they haven't realized that by now, I don't know if they will. Um, so, again, uh, thank you last week to the guys at Death Nut Challenge for what a weird idea. Again, thanks to guys at Lobo Sound, uh, Bobo EP at Lobo Sound slash Bobo. Uh, bloodrainlitmag.com uh, make sure you check them out as well and uh, again thank you to Michaela last week who was um, an awesome guest and I'm hoping we get half of that out of uh, Colucci today we won't no probably not I mean it's I, I've told myself I'm not gonna like harass him you're gonna but harass him. I, I think the problem is and I love the kid to death he's one of my best friends in the world I just I've, I've, that's how you know you're about to harass someone when you have to oversell how you love yeah them how much you like them friend. you have to like convince yourself that you're not being abusive emotionally or physically we're, we're never really physically abusive I mean, I've definitely hit him in the balls a bunch of times but we're not physically abusive I physically abuse him yeah hitting I mean, in the balls is well, it's been abuse. a while since I gave him a good nut shot as soon as he walks in the studio just throw just, that I'm gonna throw the, screw, throw the screwdriver the screwdriver right and gets stuck right in his urethra <laughs> and he's such a nice guy he'll be like oh you really got me hard yeah that time. Like, so right before we were filming um Ralph took some of the equipment with him home, and we realized we were missing our cable to the computer um, to actually hold our mixer. And I was, Colucci texted me. He's like, I'm on, his, I'm on my way here. I'm like, dude, listen, I'm sorry. Can you turn around and stop at like Staples or Best Buy and get us a FireWire to USB? He's like, yeah, sure. And within five minutes, Ralph figured out another solution to do it. And I texted him like, nope, you don't need to go there. So again, a very loyal friend who, you know, he wants to help out. He's happy to be a guest. And um, I'm within 20 minutes of him being here. I'm sure I'm going to end up shitting on him. That was, I just can't help myself. That was such of a p- uh, pain in the ass, too, because um, if you remember episode eight, I said I was going to actually do a more detailed write up of all the yeah, Beatles. all the Beatles reviews. Um, not related to the show, had a personal thing. It kind of just slipped through, and I, you know, I said I was going to do it, so I figured I'll just record a thing, you know, 40 minutes, give my thoughts on each song, and break them down, and then I get home and realize that the chord is missing. So now I need to type it up for all you people to not fucking read. I looked at the the analytics on it. A bunch of people read it. I just, um, I'll do more Twitter promotion for it this week. I don't give a shit. So, again, welcome to episode 11 of You Watch, I Listen. Um, we might as well just jump into our reviews from last week, I would think. Yeah. Um, and then we got some stuff to talk about when uh, DC gets here. Um, not D- Daniel Cormier. He's not that cool or successful or charming Can or just funny. Can call him Because... I'm yeah, this is the problem. Um, I, him- I'm calling him DC simply because at work, uh, I work with Colucci. 
or he works with me, whatever you want to say it. And it's kind of hard when it's an office of like eight people and there's two Dan. So he goes by DC. And before that, DC for me was Daniel Cormier, the new UFC heavyweight champion. And I don't want to relate Colucci to someone I really like in Daniel Cormier. So you're right. Um, we could call him just Colucci, Cooch, whatever. Yeah. Cunt. Um, so let's jump into our pick. Who went first last week? I, I don't fucking know. All right. Know. You want me to go? You want me to go? Uh, let me go All first. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, what album did I give you, Ralph? You gave me Big Weather by the band 123. 123. I'm going to eat my bagel while uh, you're doing this. That's fine. That's good radio. Professional. Um, so it's a band I never had heard of. Uh, I read a little bit about them. I know that you said you're friends with, I believe, the drummer. Yeah, Josh. And um, looks like Colucci is here. Throw the oh, screwdriver. Throw the screwdriver. Boo! Hey, buddy. Come on. Come sit Yo. down. Come take a seat. Just join a... Yeah. Uh, grab, take the mic off there. I told you. Keep it about an interview. For, oh, grab the door behind Grab the door. You. Grab the door. Oh, my God. You're ruining it. No. You blew it. Boo. We were just telling the story about you having to go to... That's good. That's good. Um, <laughs> having to go get the cord, then coming back. Cause... Just take the mic off there. I told you. Keep yeah, it about an inch away, for, inch, and, inch and a half away from your face. Um, yeah, so... I got to... Matt basically got to, uh, to near Greg's Road, and then all of a sudden... I had to turn around and then get to the bottom of Macapin. That's when you told me, no, Dude, it's okay. I, literally, we figured it out within minutes. We're like, oh, my God, we're fucking poor, poor <laughs> Here, kid. Here's the thing. Dan actively harasses you. I try to be nice and end up passively harassing you. Yeah, <laughs> in you, your own screwed like, up way. I try to actually be nice, <laughs> I, but listen, I just can't. Is that better? I, I'm very direct about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what's coming. <laughs> he had to hype. He was like, I really love the kid. He's a great guy. One of my best friends. I'm like, that sounds like somebody you're about to rip apart as soon as he walks in. Well, I I, I guess I Which did. I booed him as well. happen anyway. He so. walks in last night to watch a fight, and I start booing him because I can't help myself. But um, It is kind of fun to boo. Welcome though. to the show, Colucci. We were actually just going over our picks from last week, so we'll jump into that and then i got some subjects and if you think of anything um feel free to chime in oh, so okay. go, go on ralph all right so the album was big weather by the band one two three mm-hmm. uh, and i know the drummer josh you Sickles. know the drummer yep uh, i don't know much about this band they're not particularly well known no I, no you know, i found not. a little information i read up on them while i was listening to the album they but were like uh, indie darlings they're indie um so I did what you did where I ranked each song out of five. Sure. But I really don't like that as a measurement because I do think sometimes an album is better than the sum yeah, of Yeah, it, it's a bad song could, and that scoring system could really weigh down um, the score of the album. And this album definitely had some bad songs. Yeah, um, there's some weird stuff. It's a very weird album. So a couple things. Just general thoughts before I go into individual tracks. Sure. It's a double album. Mm-hmm. We know how I feel about double albums. On iTunes and Spotify, doesn't play like the, a double album, though. Well, I think, They recorded this in their home. They had to make it a double album. So I actually think that the double album problem is very apparent on this album. It's way too much material. Yeah, yeah, and I agree with that. For a concept album on top of that, because all the songs are about um, natural events, disasters, yeah, literally yeah. big weather events... The narrative, even if though it's not a rock opera per se, it gets lost in it. Mm-hmm. And there's times yeah. where I'm going, where's the focus on this? And there are times where you'll get two or three songs in a row and you'll start to build up some momentum. And then a song will come and it'll just all be lost. So I yeah. do feel like this song, the album itself definitely is a big victim of that. <clears throat> I do also think the issue is there's individual songs that are way too long. This isn't a progressive album. This no, not isn't at all. a, um, not at a all. jam album. And sometimes if you have like one eight minute track here or there, just, you know, mm-hmm. for whatever, that's fine. There's several tracks that just yeah, they go on and on. So I think as a whole, the album get those are big detriments yeah, for me. That's fair. 
I do think there are some two things that I really like about the album. One, it's all there's very little production, yep. very lo-fi, but it's not one of those bullshit lo-fi fi albums. Sound, the sound fits the st- what the album's about. Exactly. It sounds raw, gritty, they're, tough. They're very good musicians. It's yep. very apparent. They it's a unique sound. They jump from genres, which I do really like. But again, I don't think it's smooth. You have one song that's very bluesy. And then you go into like a rock song to some weird spoken word with like yeah, the, the stories are like cool, but it just it messes up the flow of the they're, album. Like when you listen my, to the story, they're cool. I found myself doing that. Uh, come on, come on. Yeah, get to the point. Get to the point. I actually listened to it with the fiance, and she would say like, "Oh, the last three songs have been great." And I'm like, "No, it's been one song." <laughs> So. It's it's weird, and um, I I was talking to the drummer um, Josh about that the album. I actually asked him like, "What do you think? What's the album like you're most proud of? Which one do you like the best?" And his biggest issue with Big Weather was things like the production that it it was a little off kilter. It didn't feel like it was supposed to be. But as far as a concept, that was the album that he liked the most because he thought it was the most ambitious in what they had done. Which I could agree with that. I also and I don't know much about the band. Like I mm-hmm. said, it's a very strange album it's to re- release as your second album too. Yeah. So, and I didn't listen to the first album, so maybe it's it's, sim- it's definitely a little different. Than but the first I album. do think this is an album where a band has already achieved success, and they go, "It's the Beatles' White Album for this band." <laughs> except you didn't earn anything. Well, who would have thought that the lead singer would be off in a cult in California after yeah. writing an album about the end of the world? Um, um, so, what songs do you highlight? So I'll here? say this: I like the second half of the album significantly more than the first half, which is unique for a double mm-hmm. album. Usually, double album comes out of the gates like gangbusters correct and then, then it slows it, down yeah. so this that's one, when they start getting risky in the second half of the, um, the second part i of the think album. the two songs you recommended were when the levy broke at uh country at county, the county, fair. county fair i love that song and strawberry were the two you recommended. yeah those actually were two of my favorite songs uh the when album. the levy broke i thought it the sound of it is cool the story's cool he's the vocals sound just like smashing pumpkins which yeah. i think fit perfectly mm-hmm. i think where we lived the um the second to last track yeah which yeah kind of same thing starts out very soft and it segues into segues into kind of um strange uh i thought that worked the two spoken word tracks (laughs) they're so weird if you have one of those halfway through that's fine that's fine one of them was like the fourth track of the song i know i know um, it's like they split it up but maybe split it up too much stone house house yeah yeah that song was that was one of my least favorite. Songs. I don't like that one it either. It completely is trying way too hard when you're following. I, I that. think the song to open the album, Big Weather, is a really Big cool Weather song. Big cool. Um, I like because you can't really tell. Remember when Mike was on and he said, "I don't like movies where you can't tell if the uh, lead singer has something wrong with." Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. I <laughs> the tell, actor was this band. <laughs> The lead, the lead singer, the lead the actor, singer. Um, I couldn't tell the whiz. if this was a serious album, a joke album, right off the and bat. I which I like, I like that. that because the 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 sound is upbeat, but when you listen to the actual mm. lyrics, it's about like impending doom. Um, Big Weather Two, I thought was a very. I like how the two of them. I like when a band has the same song that, like the Unforgiven Part Three. Yeah. <laughs> Um, over multiple well, there's like a running a running thematic yeah yeah i like that but there were a lot of weak songs i think waiting for the horseman i just wrote what the hell yeah exactly um (laughs) that's like what i wrote for some years like what the fuck is this babylon i liked but there were three similar bust of babylon songs so um overall I like Refusal Bop a lot. I thought Refusal, Refusal Bop was great. cool. Do you know the man Pavement? Yeah, I it know reminds Pavement. me very much of Pavement in style, not musically. Like some but of the songs they have almost like a, a Black Keys, Arctic Monkey sound to them, and the other ones are just their own thing. Um, some of it reminded me of Yesay, or like I said when you gave that to me. 
So I thought overall it, you would enjoy a I good enjoyed, amount of this album. I enjoyed individual songs. I didn't enjoy the album as a whole. Yeah, I can I see that. I think I'll give it like 2.75 out of 5. That's fair. So it's it's above average slightly. Definitely could be edited down. I think yeah. it was edited down. It could be like If it's a about a, a, f- a 15-minute shorter album and you get rid of some of the yeah, spoken... If you want to have the spoken word stuff, spoken it shouldn't be word, seven minutes long. One spoken word. Either make it your last track, your intro, the middle... So, Put it somewhere in the album. Don't just throw it, you know, randomly Correct. in. So, a 2.7... I'm sure um, Josh will appreciate that. I mean, like I said, this album came out a while ago. And it was cool when they dropped it. It was... You could pay, pick the price you wanted to pay on their website. So, you could pay a dollar. They you did that Radiohead bullshit. Yeah, and they, uh, if you wanted to pay a little more, they sent you a vinyl copy of it. Well, I know a couple of people that got that. They they, they probably would have... Honestly, they were, like, right there to, like, kind of breaking through slightly. It's hard with that genre because so many bands have that like unique sound but they were this close and then the lead singer went off the do you know the band swans yes it reminds me of swans where you go quiet loud quiet loud quiet loud yeah and swans is very much where they have some great man i would say it's a manic album like it's it's up and down it goes from this upbeat to kind of it's not chaotic though no it's not chaotic but it's not chaotic well it's manic just in the swings in the the style and the sound Mm -hmm. so um that again that was uh Big Weather by One Two Three. Uh, it's only one of their two albums, so if you're into that uh, weird indie shit, you might dig the album. I know people that like that kind of sound. That when they heard it, they enjoyed it. I, I actually, I said to the fiance, I said if I fucking recommended this to Dan, he would give it a one out of five. No, honestly, I, I, know, I don't. I, know. I don't know. I mean, like I said, I when I wrote up on the website about it, I admitted that there is some type of bias because I know the drummer. But mm-hmm. I, that, I, while that said, I remember ripping on some of his early stuff. So this sound was a bit of a transition from their earliest earlier stuff. I heard the. the Music, um, the uh, the craftsmanship yeah. of the music. I can't say the word. The instrument playing mushmouth um, is the sound like Susan Waldman. The uh, <laughs> the instruments are the strength of the album, yeah, and I sure. think the production is flawless for what they're conveying. Yeah, for, I, say, I think the, the the production fits the the concept of the album. So again, that's uh, Big Weather by One Two Three, and now we can get into the movie you gave me, and uh, you kind of put it on a spin and gave me a documentary, uh, which we haven't done. And uh, it was an honest liar about uh, the amazing Randy, James Randy, mm-hmm. one of the most famous musician, a musician, musician, <laughs> magician. A magician is a musician, but in a different way. I appreciate the magicianship, <laughs> the magician craftsmanship. Uh, so James Randy, um, who was kind of billed and kind of was like the second Houdini in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing that was cool was he did like all the escapes. He tried breaking Houdini's record. And the one that kind of retired him from doing that stuff Where was, broke his back. was the milk crate or the milk can. And they they were drowning him and he was supposed to escape and while he was doing it he broke two vertebrae and he just calmed down and they were able to get him out of it I do um, like when they uh, wheeled him out right after he did and he said uh I forget what he said. He made like a crack on the. Oh, air. he's like it's not. Yeah, the little joke he made. Very dry humor. This guy. Um. So a couple things about this movie. First off, I did love it. Um. I like the first half significant or the first hour more than the last twenty minutes when they go into more his personal life mm-hmm. stuff. I think it kind of takes a weird, um, ambiguously dark turn. Mm-hmm. Um, ambiguous because it's really how you want to interpret how you feel about him. Um. So again, with uh, James Randi, uh, he he was a musician and he also eventually became this guy that exposed other magicians, psychics, um mediums uh christian people like uh Popoff, peter Popoff. Mm-hmm. um there was i remember actually an episode of opie and anthony where they talked about him exposing the guy that was doing the magic tricks and he put the styrofoam down on there oh yeah the um uri geller yeah uri geller that was the first time he exposed uri geller i thought all the stuff with uri geller uri geller is this guy who was um he, he claimed to be a mystic or something yeah that he could bend metal with his mind and then james randy just followed him around exposing his tricks literally um, he would b- be booked on a show and then the next night the next randy night, would be he on 
would do the same trick, but what he would do, and it actually kind of have like almost a prestige element to it. Mm -hmm. My presentation is better because I'm the actual magician. So all he did was the same trick, but he presented it like a magic show. He's like, watch me make this bend, but it was a magician's um, showmanship specifically. So he's pretty much all about the showmanship more than anything. No, honestly, what he was about was exposing frauds, people that are claiming to use magic for to be a healer. And one of the other people he exposed, which was the coolest, was Peter Popoff, who was one of those... um, pastors at churches that like pulls demons and cancer from your body and like speak in Throws tongues on and the then, floor yells yeah, your keyboard. yeah. and those. this guy um was telling like people would come up and he's he would claim that he had a direct connection with god and he's like oh um so and so your address i know you got that cancer but what these people were doing were filling out prayer cards beforehand and james randy discovered that he was wearing a little earpiece they picked up the radio frequency to expose this guy but what's crazy is the guy still makes was making money yeah now he sells you can find him on infomercials on BET at like two in the morning. He sells water from the a river that Christ was once in, and people buy this shit. And but he spent his entire career exposing him. Uh, the he the the. But then they go in. The thing I didn't care for, it was just weird, was his whole uh, relationship. With the, um, he came out as gay when he was like 80 years old. I don't even think he's necessarily gay. I think he's just completely asexual, that he enjoys the companion of that one mm-hmm. man. I agree. Because he, doesn't, he comes off like a guy that doesn't care. Like he's about his, his craft. Specifically. He seems completely obsessed with one thing in his life, and that is magic. Um, Exposing, exposing frauds. And the thing I appreciate about him that I, because um, it, it would be very easy, and Yuri Geller kind of did this, and the religious guy said that he's against uh, prayer and God. Mm-hmm. He said, no, I didn't say this is impossible. I'm saying you can't do it, that you're a fraud. Unlike guys like Bill Maher, who makes a documentary where he's trying to just ruin people's b- religious beliefs, which I don't like. By the way, I do have a lot of respect. Yuri Geller had no reason to appear he, in that documentary. and that He shows, had every reason to not want to appear in it. And that shows the kind of respect that he has that even though he's a rival you have this weird you guys both somehow helped each other's yeah. career in a weird Correct. way and so this movie it had me hooked within the first like 10 minutes just showing mm-hmm. the certain things like I said him going on Carson and expo- well him consulting Carson's people to expose Yuri Geller but this was my favorite part um, they were talking about how Yuri Geller was tested by Stanford professors and scientists because they believed that he was actually a psychic. And then they talked about how the government was actually funding, studying people that claimed to be psychic, clairvoyant, telekinetic. Um, and what James Randi did, this little motherfucker, I can't believe this guy is such a, he's such a troll. He put two of his like protégés in this government program claiming to be psychics and every time the and telekinetic and every time there was a test there they just used illusion they used sleight of hand to trick these literal government scientists into thinking that they were actually psychic for how long like four years four, four years he kept his his protege and he in there. kept giving them advice the government advice how to disprove them and the government was so incompetent that they, they couldn't pick up on it. The government and the science community, not even just the government, the science community as well. So eventually when they were about to do their big like reveal four years later about the study with these people that are psychic, clairvoyant, whatever, they're like, nope, it was just magic and just complete. And then it became the moral question of was it okay how they did it? I think it is because it proves that you should double check everyone, even if they're the best scientists you know, because science is all theory. Um uh, that to me was the coolest part, and that that, that the moral question these See, guys asked themselves because people wanted to kill themselves over it. They so spent four years of their lives wasting time. I understand that you don't like the you know the last half hour or so, and I completely understand because it does take a radical change in style. Yeah. Correct. However, I do think that it starts showing where 
where is this guy's intentions? Is, yeah. Where does, okay, you're exposing fraud, finding out faith healers, okay, that's fine. Faith Hill? Uh, faith Hill. <laughs> um, exposing <laughs> Faith Hill. <laughs> exposing her. <laughs> but then that's you awesome. also have him living open deception where he his entire life is, if you're going to deceive someone, tell them they're going to be deceived. And he's living this lie. Now, granted, it's not a one-to-one transaction. Yeah, correct. The guy just wants to live with his friend and you know, his partner, whatever it is, his lover. I don't, yeah, partner. You know, but he's also, when he starts getting questions about his deception, gets angry, yeah, gets, he, doesn't well, want to talk was, about it. That, that was the thing that I kind of liked, um, that it's, it's hard with the documentary to have, like, how you interpret it kind of thing. But he says from the opening line that I am a liar, I'm a conniver, I'm a cheat. I'm a charlatan. Uh, I'm a charlatan. So... I, I, it's obviously out of this world, but my first thought is: Is he lying about it just being magic, and is he just like Yuri Geller claims to be? Like, no, like, is he anti Yuri Geller? He actually can do magic, but he can actually do like I. I mean, that's kind of what I think they wanted the plant. If you actually mm-hmm. look into it like that, like, are these people are actually capable? Does he know a little bit more than anyone else knows? But again, and how he he knew about his uh, partner being illegal and a stolen identity. Mm-hmm. Did he help his partner get the stolen identity? I, I, you know what I thought was really interesting where Yuri Geller had, I think he had the last line in the movie where he says, even if, even if it's fake, even if it breaks the laws of science, that doesn't make the reality any less true. I, I'm kind yeah, of, yeah, no, I get what you're and saying. And I actually thought at first I'm like, okay, the guy's just self-promoting and that's really yeah. what it was, but it is a good point. If you believe something is true, does that mean that in some way it actually is true? Well, isn't that what faith is? I yeah, mean, that's what yeah. any type of faith is. I mean, um, I, I'm a I'm a religious, a spiritual person, but I also know that I can't prove anything. No one can, and uh, that's the old pendulette. And I'm a hardcore. Yeah, you're James Randy side where I don't believe in anything. Yeah, correct. Like, I don't believe in so again. Power. That, I don't believe in magic. I don't believe and, in faith, healing, and uh, the, but again, the thing I respected about him was that he didn't attack people for their beliefs, and he said that I, I'm not saying that that's not realistic. That those things can't exist. I'm saying this guy is fake. You know what's interesting? Which I like. That the movie doesn't go into he actually has how he has sex because he's a a small man (laughs) i want to see by the way his pants take up three quarters he's literally he i looked up i think he's four ten or four nine or something he's tiny and man imagine him getting deep dicked (laughs) (laughs) that's where my mind goes Um, instantly to gay sex (laughs) what uh what was i gonna say oh he has a one million dollar challenge where if under his set um criteria you can perform in paranormal activity like the movie, like just the put movie. in the DVD um, or give it up. <laughs> like you can perform actually under scientific conditions. Does he actually have a million dollars? Because what I was reading if up on go, him, he looks pretty broke. If you go, he has it completely in um, uh, 10% liquid and then like 90% in like Faith, Faith Hill concerts. Faith, <laughs> Faith Hill. He's a promoter. Um, all right. So again, that was uh, an honest liar. Out of five, I'd probably give it a... A three and a half, I was really captivated, I would say is the right word. Again, it takes a little weird turn towards the end, but the, I, while it gets weird with their love story, it's not overzealous for anyone that gets um, uncomfortable by anything related to homosexuals. Actually, the fact... It's not uncomfortable. The fact he was gay... You don't even really think about no, it. The fact it's, that he's dating a guy who's uh, illegally in the country. Well, not just legally in the country. It's like 30, years, young, 30, 30 years younger. 30 than years him. younger. Stolen identity. Did you see that the guy who stole the identity couldn't go to his sister's wedding? <laughs> he missed his what sister's wedding. Yeah, he went to go get a passport. And he got declined because this guy had his identity for 27 years. So, Honest Liar, um, it was really, really cool, man. Um, as, as, as captivating a documentary as I've seen. So, I highly recommend that. So, there are your picks from last week. And we'll go into our picks for this week in a little bit. Um, so, Colucci, what's going on, dude? 
dude. How you been? I mean, I just saw you last night. So. Yeah, we hung out last night. Yeah, we hung out well. last night. We were. T- I was telling Ralph about Brock Lesnar. Um, oh, that dude, was great. the promo he cut at the end, he ripped on that terrible Borg heavyweight fight, and he goes, Francis Ngannou, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> Der- uh, Stipe Miocic, you're a piece of shit. Daniel Cormier, I'm coming for you, motherfucker. That's a, that, he hasn't cut a promo that good in WWE, yeah, that was and he cuts his, it in an actual fight. That was legit his best promo. Cormier is going to kick his oh, ass easily. when they fight, but I'm excited because it's apparently going to be at MSG, which I will pay out the ass to go see that, even though Cormier is going to fucking destroy him. Yeah. And I, I'm not trying to be a Cormier fanboy, but let's be real about Brock Lesnar. He has, he's fought once in the last six and a half years, and he tested positive. You can't go that long, and he hasn't been the same since the Divictorlitis anyway. Divictorlitis? Yeah, whatever it is. Divictorlitis? That sounds like a character. He had to get like a foot and a half or two why feet you, of his small test. Why do you want Victor to die? I hate Victor Laitis. Um <laughs> So uh, there, there were some cool fights last night besides that terrible heavyweight fight. I got to talk to you about this. I need your opinion. All right. Okay, so what were the big disaster or invasion movies of the 90s, like our childhood? There was a few. Okay, um, Armageddon. We, Armageddon. Uh, Independence, Independence Day, Day. obviously. Uh, the other one, I forgot the name. Twister. Twister. <laughs> Figure uh, God. So, <laughs> so last week. stupid poll. Last week, I, well, that's, I did the poll. Is it the, do you know how many people voted on it? <laughs> I saw. What? Because <laughs> everyone thinks Twister's the greatest movie I mean, ever the, made. Whenever there's a poll and there's two options of the same thing, it always pissed me off when one of the yeses gets more votes than the other yeses. <laughs> and the best is, and I, I, there's got to be some kind of study into this, because on both the Twitter and Facebook poll, the first yes got significantly more votes than yeah. the second yes. I always vote on the second one when it's the same, just because that always happens. I never I, vote when I always try to see which one. I'm like, all right, it's a guessing game. Which one's got the, m- yeah, the most? Exactly. Um. So last week I decided I wanted to watch Twister, and then I'm, I put it on, and the landlord goes to me, "What's this?" I'm like, "What do you mean, what's this?" She's like, I've never seen this. I'm like, "Wait, you've never seen Twister?" Bullshit! You can't have been brought up in the '90s and not seen. Twi- I think I know everyone besides her that I know has seen Twister at some point. You've seen Twister. I've seen Twister. You've seen Multiple Twister. Times. I've seen a lot, and I think it's fair to say it's the greatest film ever made. It got screwed out of Oscars. It's got a great cast. You have Oscar winners in it. Two Oscar winners, in fact, um, Helen Hunt and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Uh, and the visual effects Rest in Twister, in yeah. And that, but this is where I'm going with this. Ralph's giving me a very weird face because he's afraid of the finger of God. <laughs> yeah, uh, the F five. It's big weather. <laughs> big weather, exactly. Uh, meet me in the sky with the lawn chair, <laughs> exactly. Um, so that that lead led me to ask her the question on Fourth of July. Have you seen Independence Day? And she hasn't seen Independence Day. Okay, either. okay, okay. Twister, that's inexcusable. But Twister is still like. Triple A compared to yeah. Independence Day. Independence Day is the New York Yankees yeah, of those films. I would agree with that. Independence Day, it has everything you want and don't want in a 90s sci-fi blockbuster. I don't think anyone really even hates Independence Day. Even the people who when's hate la- it when's like When's the last it? time you watched Independence Day, Colucci? Uh, about a week ago. A week ago? <laughs> Did you watch Independence Day 2? No. Oh my! It's Doesn't so Josh love that bad. one? I refuse no, to watch it. Just I don't it remember bad. who. It's, it's, it's not even so bad that it's Tom good. liked it. Tom Colicchio. Oh yeah, like I, I just didn't get like they, it didn't have any of like the goofy welcome to Earth charm. You like, can't make a movie like that. I anymore. feel like you can't remake a well, movie like that. Well, the, the, or like do a sequel, sequel to it. I think the only way you can do it is, the, and this is the problem all sequels have is it has to be bigger. It has to be more explosions. It has to be more grand well, in nowadays, scale. There also has the technology to be, now. Yeah, yeah, of course. You also need to like sarcastically like goof on the franchise. Too. Yeah, and it didn't. It didn't have any fun I'll tell with you itself. How Independence Day two could have worked. Jeff Goldblum 
and Will Smith go to the alien's planet See, this and is, fight them from and, the inside. And I'm, I'm glad you said that because I wanted to go that way. If you were going to um, make a sequel to certain movies, and I, I, you'll love this, which way would you go? And the movie I wanted to use an example, and I got to give a shout out to my buddy uh, Jeff uh, who brought this up. What if they made a new Home Alone, but with the same cast? You brought back the, Macaulay. The all, in, all in. All, all in. in so all I, in. I had, a couple, cool. I had a couple ideas on this. So the first one is, and this would be the safe Hollywood way. It's Kevin McAllister's kid, and it's like he forgot him this time. That's the safe Hollywood way that they Fuck would do that. it. Now, here's my idea. Kevin McAllister is so, they, and Funny or Die did a spoof on this with Macaulay Culkin, um, that he's so distraught, and he's got PTSD from being left beho- behind twice, being robbed, or attempted robbery twice, that he ends up being a homeless man, and he needs to start fending for himself. And who mentors him but the Sticky Bandits? Ooh. So it's it's Home Alone, and now he's going to some other kid's house. But I think if you did it like that, you make it really dark. <laughs> you can go a lot of ways. Where Kevin McAllister, they run, he runs into Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern. That's the way you fucking do it. Because now they'll be like, we'll be able to get around anything because we have the guy that stopped us twice. Okay, I have an alternative. Okay, let's hear it. That actually was one of the things that popped in my head when you brought this up. Like. He's like squatting or something, and he just protects his like. He's crickety crickety, crickety crickety, crickety crickety, cricket. Okay, let's just pull out all the fucking stops. Let's just get weird with it. Charlie and the Chocolate Factory like business, where he's this eccentric billionaire that like but makes he, like toys he, or something. Oh, he booby, he's security, security he's, systems. He's got an idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's got these like Goldberg like uh, it's almost like nanny cams that look like a teddy bear except in this time it shoots at a nine millimeter bullet. He has a toy factory and he's got the next best thing that the sticky bandits break in. He's like Elon Musk like billionaire just completely eccentric out of his mind. They break in and then they realize it's the same kid from twenty five years ago (laughs) and he's got the Oompa Loompas or his equivalent (laughs) and toys and robots. You get thrown into the chocolate river and sucked up into the He's dressed in a, you know, uh, the geese that lay eggs A white suit for some reason. Squirrels attack him. Yeah, exactly. He's taking a Candy in quotes. Oh, and he's oh t- he could use the Mike TV thing that shrinks you just on all on Joe Pesci. Just get <laughs> fucking weird with it. Like it, I. But I think there would be, especially this is the problem with so many of these reimaginings and reboots is that they're just creating them for a new generation. But why not appeal to the generation that grew up with it and use the characters yeah, that we like know a in a completely different way? Yeah, exactly. So I, I, there's a lot of weird ways we can go and I'm trying to think like more movies that you could do that with it. Like didn't necessarily get a sequel or need a sequel and things you can do. Bill and Ted is, has a sequel. That would have been a perfect example if they didn't actually already have a sequel. What if you did um, Clerks, but he didn't show up to work that day, and he just went about his life? Would his life be the same? Kind of like an alternative universe Yeah, thing? like an alternate Ooh. timeline. You know what I always like when there's a um, like a famous work? Like, let's say... Um, like an alternate timeline, Passion of the Christ. Uh, who are the main characters? Schindler's List. Uh, no. <laughs> Um, he just okay, didn't write ha- down the names. Yeah, there's that movie where <laughs> Hamlet has those two minor characters. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. there's a movie from their perspective. <laughs> like, I like when they do shit like that. Like, uh, there should be Home Alone from the perspective of... The Sticky Bandits? Or the wet, be cool. wet no, Bandits? Their perspective's pretty well established. Yeah, we kind of get it. But, the the, kiddies, but wait, the, the, the but store owner what, that steals a toothbrush What if from? you're trying to create sympathy for the Sticky Bandits and you find out that Joe Pesci was a Vietnam veteran who was neglected by his country after he Fuck came em. back? Oh, my goodness. That's not very nice. How I'm just going to play into my social <laughs> justice warrior. Yeah. <laughs> you hate the troop baby killer. <laughs> um... 
Um, oh, Clue, Clue, what do you think? Yeah, well, what's a movie you would like to see? Them I'm sorry, cre- DC. I forgot I have to no, call you DC. D- Danny. <laughs> I hate that. Danny C. That's what uh, our boss calls him, Danny. Ooh, <laughs> I yeah, know. Cringy. All right, so I'm trying to think of like, other movies you can do, at, at, like do Bushwhacked with Daniel Stern, <laughs> Indian in the Cupboard too, or it would be Native American or American Indian in the Cupboard if you're going to be PC about it, or use an actual Indian man. Get Mo from The Simpsons and make <laughs> Indian in the Cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're just spiraling out of control. I know. I'm like going to dark places with this. Independence Day from the aliens' perspective. <laughs> a Mars attacks from the aliens' perspective. Do Independence Day from an aliens' perspective. That, that would be, be pretty. That cool. would be really cool. And I mean, I get. Would you do subtitles or have it dubbed? No, oh. nothing. Voiceover. No, no, no. Bill no Murray. dubbing. No, no subtitles. subtitles. You don't know what the hell they're saying. You know, it's funny. Um, some, Greg had suggested that the movie I gave you this week is uh, Nosferatu because we have Kalucci here. I'm like, I'm not giving Ralph a silent film. I would watch it. I'd <laughs> I, probably like it. It's it, it's a good. It's a classic movie, but I, it's what are you going to judge it on other than wow, it it was a movie. I could do it. Yeah, but. I understand that. It's really hard to grade a silent film. Though. That's why you're giving me the French Connection. I, I'm not going to give you the French. I'll give you the French Connection, too. Is there a French Connection, too? Actually, it's from the car's be. perspective. <laughs> it's actually the movie Cars by Pixar <laughs> is the French Connection. Did you know uh, I saw some that uh, Owen Wilson needed 12 hours prosthetics wow. to uh, do Cars? He needed what? 12 hours of prosthetic and makeup to do Cars. Why? Because he was a car. <laughs> Shut up. Owen Wilson, they used his nose, that fucking crack thing. Wow. Uh, wow. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I. Oh, wait. Okay, I have one for you. Ryan Leaf. <laughs> oh, yeah. What was this about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hunter, uh, Jim Ursay, the owner of the Indianapolis Colts, released a letter that Hunter S. Thompson sent him back in 1999 before the NFL to draft, draft Ryan Leaf. To draft Ryan Leaf over Peyton Manning. Ryan <laughs> Leaf is strong. Peyton Manning is not. Which determined that people that look up to Hunter S. Thompson are guy. assholles. I like, like, Fear and Loathing is cool, but I, yeah. cool. people I, that analyze Hunter S. Thompson don't really you, know what they're talking about. You know why about. it is? It justifies their own antisocial behavior. Yeah, it's like people are like, oh, into the wild, man. I could just go out and live in the woods. No, you can't. He was a rich, pompous kid who just wanted to try something and he fucking died because of it. We talk about Into the Wild a lot, too. You bring that up a lot. Yeah. Well, you know, I really like the soundtrack, but the movie, I think, is incredibly overrated. Um, although the actor in the I've movie read is the, I read good. the book. I don't know if I... I think I saw the movie. The soundtrack's great. Eddie Vedder did the entire score. It's great. Um, I The kid that played him, I forgot his name, but... Um, Charleston Heston. That, Charlton Heston? Charleston Heston. Char- Charleston Heston. Um, I just watched a really good movie the other night. Have you seen the... I'm sure you've seen the commercials for it. Spielberg's most recent. Ready Player One? No, we actually almost watched it the other night. Instead, we watched Darkest Hour. How'd you like Darkest Hour? Oh, you want, really want a full review on Darkest Hour? I don't Hour? want a full review, but okay, I just let's bullshit about it. I don't okay. notes. Gary Oldman, uh, fantastic in the but movie. I liked him more than I did Daniel Day-Lewis's Lincoln, personally. Agree. I actually... It's very similar to Lincoln in like... It's more exciting, though. It's much... It, Lincoln's... I, I'm sorry. Lincoln's, Lincoln's boring. It's Lincoln's boring. way too long. It's, listen, the, the performances are great. He, Daniel Day is great. It Sally boring. Field. It's an incredibly boring it's movie. It's just... A, Darkest it's Hour. It's 20 like, monologues. I, I felt like actual tension during Darkest Hour, and I knew it was coming. I liked everything in Darkest Hour except for one scene... And I'm sure you could pick the scene out. That Which I scene? When he goes on the fucking train. Oh yeah, that was that, so, that was so heavy handed. Heavy handed. He's, he's a man corny. of the people. Um, I thought it was great. I thought the um, the supporting cast, Halifax, and uh, the the guy. Fuck, I know what you're talking about. The other prime minister, yeah, who had yeah. cancer. I thought they were just as good, and they kind of got the guy that played the prince or whatever, um, or the king, I guess. 
The um, King was great. He, I, so it's funny you bring him up. The movie's a little more corny than I yeah. thought it would be. But, but Oldman is insane. Oldman, in yeah. Old, it does, the guy, I don't even think the guy that plays the, the king in that, he's actually the, the villain in Ready Player One. And he was the villain in um, Rogue One also. He played Krennic, the guy that was That's, like, overseeing, oh, yeah. I knew I was overseeing the somewhere. Death Star. Um, so Ready Player One, uh, I knew it's based on a book that was really popular. Um, but the movie is very heavy with the 80s and 90s nostalgia. Which, but it, it all serves a purpose. It's not there just to be there. Yeah, that's no, that movie. It has to be there. Yeah, that um, one. I'm. I I knew I'd kind of like it. Growhow told me he loved it, and I trust his movie opinion more often than not. And uh, I was I was super entertained, man. It was a lot of fun. The references were really cool. I actually had to look up like a bunch of the Easter eggs that I missed. Like I can't believe I missed um, a reference to Last Action Hero, one of my favorite action movies from the '90s. In it, I guess at one point when they're driving by, there's a movie theater. It says Next Jack Slater movie. I'm like, that's fucking <laughs> that's cool. That's pretty cool. Um, I know the bunch of the Overwatch characters were in it, which there's got me all. Yeah, Master Chief lot. is in it. There's a, F- a Freddy Krueger. They Chucky, do like a lot Jason. of callbacks to like video games. And stuff. Yeah, video games, movies, music. Uh, I was. It was just a straight up. Oh, my God. It was a straight up just uh, adventure movie like from the it, kind of like like a Jumanji uh, Goonies like where it's like this, this grand adventure that's so unrealistic. But I wish I saw it on IMAX. It was highly, highly entertaining. So, Cooch, um, a couple weeks ago, we uh, celebrated Ralph's birthday. Yeah. And uh, can you tell us what happened at Ralph's birthday when uh, we did it? What, what did it turn into? It turned out to be what Ralph has been promising for two years. Is- <laughs> what? Kaluchi comes alive. And Ralph, what's the purpose of Kaluchi comes alive ultimately? What was your idea what it was supposed to be? And then we'll talk about what it was. Well, um hmm. <laughs> I uh I thought that it would be fun to have a Kaluchi comes alive party. So, so the whole There's idea really, I'll, I'll explain I'll, no, your original idea okay. of Kaluchi comes alive. Kaluchi comes alive, I'll tell you what it was. Is that randomly one day we were in Cooperstown for Mike Piazza's induction, yes. which we actually didn't go. Yeah, to, exactly. We just got fucked up. It, no, it was just so packed. We were like, it's fucking. It hot. was hot. We we, we partied. Over. We we did a bunch. We were very questionable that so, weekend. In a <laughs> IHOP, while Dan kept ordering more mozzarella sticks, because and I quote. I'm a good boy, he said to me. I said that? <laughs> I kept making you, every time you ordered mozzarella sticks, you had to say, I get this because I was a good boy this week. <laughs> to send it to the waiter, to the waitress. <laughs> good. And I randomly was like, oh, I know how to make events on Facebook. And I just type in Colucci Day. And then I'm like, no, 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 no. That's too vague. Colucci comes alive. I remember you made it and you sent that the invite. To, like, and I just blindly sent, invited to you everyone. Sent it, you sent it to people who don't even know him. Yep. And uh, the original purpose of it was, uh, unfortunately, Colucci is like our pinata kind of in a lot of ways. But a bunch of our friends are at different circumstances. But you've been the most consistent pinata since I've known you. For I would eight say. years. Yeah, for eight years. Um, it has morphed to some people at certain times. So the idea of Colucci comes alive was a day where we're nice to him. And we don't By do anything way, mean. I fully... Fully want it to be on the record that that was my intention. There was no joke. I'm always I uh, try who, to wait, be nice. So to who so who ruined it? You ruined. It. <laughs> you ruined everything. <laughs> so we'll, uh, I would go to Ralph for his birthday, and I walk in, and there's signs the way, up that say Colucci comes alive. I'm like, oh no, this is what it's turning into. There was for crowns. my birthday, I threw a surprise party for Colucci. <laughs> he walked in, he's like, oh shit, and it was supposed to be this thing that I, almost, br- I almost handed Ralph the beer and just walked away. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no, <laughs> and, but uh, I do believe that he had every intention of it being like, uh, oh, it's Colucci comes alive, and then I got the reins. 
and it was just it turned in. But listen, the truth is, a roast is every bit as uh, tells people how much they care about you as much as a a party sell. It's true. Yeah, in a way. You only roast people you like, I think, um, which we kind of like you. And I so, like so we we have. Um, it's probably the first half was a Q and A Q&A session where it was trivia about Colucci that morphed into something morbid, and then it was uh, everyone saying something nice about Colucci, which morphed into something morbid. And yeah. the best was um, your brother-in-law. Coming up and like uh, he was who doesn't know Colucci. He was never met him. He was gonna be the first one to say something nice about him, and he just goes, "You guys are fucking insane." And this is how you treat one of your good friends. And I'm like, "Eh." And then uh, the best was when we did the trivia. Only one person got a question right, and it was the pizza delivery guy. Pizza man was the pizza man. It was the first question. Like, what was what's the one country you'd want to visit? And the pizza man walks in. I just go to him. All right, what's your name? It's like, oh, Vince. Like, all right, what country does he want to visit? Italy. You got it. <laughs> and when we, I gave him a, a snack wrap, and then he got like a twenty dollars tip out of it. By the way, I'm finding snack wraps like under the couches and things. Do you know why? Because uh, of you? No, you were throwing. Yeah, you threw the wrapped fast food oh, around your own apartment. I do that. And then the the fiance walks out, and there's just a hamburger. The question is, Ralph, did you eat it though? I didn't really mess with your apartment last time I was there. Yeah, you mixed uh, the, <laughs> the pills, <laughs> the ibuprofen, and the, the it, sleep aid. And by I the way, they, you did that. I look completely different, so I didn't even notice. <laughs> I I go to um I like I like doing to a lot of people. I like going to their houses and then just like moving things like ever so slightly or not ever so slightly or putting things under their pillows. Dan needs attention, and then he also You're needs some attention. Um, no, it's absolutely true. But I like my attention coming after I'm not there. So like, and you, while you're there, so do you. I look. You both like to make an impact. When Shut up! Yeah, we like doesn't we like, we like being. Um, we like our presence being felt. We like the the ripples uh, <laughs> of our our existence. So, um, what be, was supposed to be a day celebrating Colucci turned into just a roast, which is not you know that's that's which normal. Is every yeah, other day, it's kind of so. normal. So we actually have audio of all of this that will be released. Um, we have one more episode next week, and then I'm going to be gone for a week uh, on vacation, and that's when I think we're going to drop um, the lost a, a, files. The lost file. We're going to drop the the roast or the Colucci comes alive episode. Extravaganza special, whatever we want to call it. It's like the Star yeah. Wars Christmas special. Um, it'll be the Colucci crowd, the Colucci uh, summer fe- uh, special. That's it. The Colucci summer. How about it's just Colucci comes alive special? That works too. The Colucci comes alive special. This um, year's Colucci comes alive. And uh, oh, no. it, uh, watching you like slowly, like it went from a point where I was like, oh, he's getting irritated, to the point where you're like, all right, this is kind of funny. It was a mixture of <laughs> both. The, it's most like of the night. it starts out as sandpaper, and then eventually you're in so much pain you don't feel it anymore. Yeah. Just rubbing it on your skin. Look, Colucci. Had a couple requests one he wanted lion's head he got lion's head which i was impressed i don't even know where you got that <laughs> don't worry about it all right yeah two you like taco bell i gave you a taco bell gift card which i'm pretty sure i put money on First, <laughs> i still have it haven't it'd be great it. if he goes and there's no money on it <laughs> Colucci that's, that's dies that, he Colucci came alive that day and he died the day his taco bell gift card didn't work <laughs> He just he loses it. <laughs> he drives his car right. We, we hear about a shooting on Taco Bell. <laughs> Colucci ends lives. He got a trophy. <laughs> he got a trophy for coming alive. Yeah, what it was a trophy. What would it say? Do you still have it? It's in my car, actually. Still. <laughs> wow. I got the whole to... bag in there. All right. So, so this has been got, like, like you a said, gun it's... that like punches things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That doesn't really punch. <laughs> I went up. To, I went up to you with it. I was like, I'm gonna just. It was like a really as a boxing glove on it. And you pull the trigger don't and you... it just goes yeah, out. And I, I, I go up to Colucci with him. Like, let's just see if it hurts. And as I go to press it, I just punched him in the balls with it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm an adult you're, and I'm a good you're, friend. You're awful. So, um, like you say, we've kind of been like uh, abusive. Me way longer than Ralph. I'm well, not really abusive. I, I've, him. I've only seen Colucci mad 
two or three times, like legitimately and mad. That's pretty accurate. The one time he went out and got us food, and uh, because he was gone for so long, he couldn't eat right away, so all of us got to go eat while he had to wait, wait on the floor. And while we were in the back, I go to the one kid. I was like, yo, just take a bite out of one chicken finger and then dump them in the thing and hide them and leave it look like that someone ate his chicken. He comes in the back and he opens up what's supposed to be his and there's a ha- there's only one half-eaten chicken finger. He's like, what happened? I was like, oh, someone back here was eating it. Not to Mon- mention, I'll add to this story, is that the person, the person that, is the one that almost got me fired the first time, told I absolutely hated. The person that I told him ate his food is the one that he hated the most. So he takes the whole thing of like uh, the messy food and he just throws it against the wall in the Best Buy break room. Good. And I'm like, why don't you just open the microwave? He's like, oh. And the other time, I made the new kid, kid had only been there a week, I made him move Colucci's car all the way to Pier 1, which is like literally across the parking lot. <laughs> Shit. And the thing is, he planned it too because he basically put the keys back. I'm gonna where be honest, I that's, left pretty, too. that's pretty fucking funny, dude. Literally, he's like goes out to leave. He goes out to go on lunch, go get food. And he's like, "Where's my car?" I'm like, "Oh, I don't know." And then I see he's pissed. I'm like, "All right, it's at Pier One." He's like, "Who moved it?" I'm like, "Oh, it was a new guy." <laughs> I instantly threw him right under the bus. Good. Like, it was my idea, but the new guy moved it. Um, which time would you think was the most pissed with us uh, colluding uh, the situation? I mean, that one with the with the, the chicken cl- fingers was the cluck. You was definitely. <laughs> The main that one. one was so bad. And just watching, I wish I had the video watching you fucking throw this shit. It was basically like three of you in the back, and like just had the shocked face I that actually see, just. I want to see him snap. snap. I want to see your the pulp of your face on asphalt. Him going, "Who's alive now? If he, Who if came he, alive if he, now? If he snapped on me, I would just grab a brick and hit him upside the head with it. No offense. Um, anyone else, I would just be no, like, no, "Stop taken. it! No, no, no!" I offense. You should. Taken. You guys should know me by now. I very rarely get mad it takes a lot for me to get pissed off <laughs> i've mostly seen him and get when pissed. i it, i've mostly seen him get <laughs> pissed jam that, at, jam that into his eye socket. i've mostly yeah. seen him get pissed at work situations rather than um like stuff where we're messing with him yeah because I, work, be, work situations because there's are, been plenty of things where we mess with other people at work we had a game where we just kicked taylor in the dick at work yeah i'm glad that didn't <laughs> yeah, happen like, to me I, you, you did put different... me into an arm bar during oh the yeah morning in the morning meetings. meeting i was about to snap your arm yeah that was fun <laughs> I mean, uh, we mailbox grow how it work. It was grow how we always harassed him when he had to clean up duty. So there's just different levels of abuse here. So I mean, it could be a lot worse. Okay, it could. That actually brings me to a topic. What's I that? think Colucci would really uh, contribute to this one. You have K sex. <laughs> actually, got another topic. Or virginity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're gonna be nice to him. We. Oh yeah, that's right. Sorry. We're going to help him lose his virginity? <laughs> You're almost. right, Dan. I know. Spread him. <laughs> Spitting it. Okay. You told me to rank my top. You should top virgins. <laughs> Colucci's not even number one there. <laughs> so bad. It's him and nine nuns. <laughs> oh, my God. He's up there with Jamie Namath. <laughs> A fucking loser from high school. Sorry. <laughs> what? Wait, you're making fun of Jamie? What a stupid fucking... <laughs> Imagine Jamie, one of our listeners, and he shows up at the house in his fucking no, tidy whitey. No one knows who this kid is! And for no his... reason, you just call him a fucking loser virgin! <laughs> what a the, the best is, every time I reference him to like the landlord and her friends, they go, oh. Because <laughs> he was such a poor, pathetic soul. And he, he was a nice kid, but I, I, I look at him now, I'm like, man... I'm glad I'm not that guy. (laughs) The one person I would rather, the one time I'd rather be Colucci is if it's Colucci or Jamie Nemeth. And even that's a stretch. I haven't even thought of this give or ten years. 
fingers and you call that fucking loser virgin. <laughs> By the way, he's number eight on the list. <laughs> but you said you haven't thought of him in ten years and he's on the list. He just he just didn't think of him until now. Yeah, he just put Mother Teresa off. <laughs> Bum Mother Teresa, the Pope. <laughs> All right, so what was okay. your... <laughs> okay, right. that was this Jamie Nemeth break has been brought to you by. I know. I imagine Homer Bumphrey. Homer Ben, shut up. Go on. Okay. Last week you asked me to rank my top ten fast food items. <laughs> Go ahead. Colucci's <laughs> on there. <laughs> why? Why am I like even thought about with that too? <laughs> because you like. That's, That's true. Fair. You do like fast food. Who doesn't like fast food? That's the true. only time, the only time you ever lost your shit was when your <laughs> fast food <laughs> got eaten. That's true. Yeah. And you probably got upset that your car got moving because now you can't go through the drive-through. <laughs> How am I going to go to Wendy's and get a baconator, sir? You need to be in a car. <laughs> we can't give it to you. <laughs> it's Jamie Nemeth serving him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're another loser, virgin. Here's your fucking baconator, jerk off. <laughs> <laughs> The clearance. Oh. He can't walk through the clearance. <laughs> Did you ever do that in a fast food place? Walk through the drive-thru? I've done that a couple times. Was, was it Jamie Nemeth like six foot eight? No. Oh, there we go. That other guy, Derek Nicholson. <laughs> We're just mentioning what? these weirdo nothings being... from high school. Oh a b- bunch of zilches. Why are you making little? Funny... Little do we know is that people that Colucci went to high school with are doing a podcast right now calling him loser version. <laughs> There's some other show. And number four, people I don't want to be stuck on a desert island with. Clunchy. That kid sure was a piece of shit. <laughs> what do you think ever happened to that kid? He's probably still playing hockey, not getting laid. How do you, how do you play a sport and you don't... Uh, never Why, I guess he could join Penn State. <laughs> He'll get laid there play a sport. You can oh. fuck. All right, you got to go into your head. Yeah, I, like, your I like how you're 10. explaining the joke. Oh, that's true. Uh, oh, a lot my of people God. were sad about that. <laughs> I was happy. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> because you got acquitted. <laughs> so. He's the actual Sandusky. We call Penn State <laughs> repressed memories sitting on a donut. <laughs> anyway, the top ten. Yeah, apologize to their high knees. <laughs> Every fucking week! <laughs> There's a pedo joke every week. <laughs> I'm looking at the numbers. We see the plateau. I don't we know see why. We the plateau when we start talking pedophilia. Okay. <laughs> oh. All right, we're not, we okay. do not condone pedophilia in any way, shape, or form. At least oh. me and Ralph, though. I can't speak for Colucci. I do um, not either. So okay, good. good. Okay. <laughs> so the top 10 doesn't condone it. He just what? downloads it. This <laughs> <laughs> is going at least it's not like Michaela with Asian bag oh, porn. Oh, Asian body bag porn. Do you porn. know how much I had to edit out of that the Asian show? body bag porn? The Asian body bag porn was one of the things we could keep. <laughs> <laughs> Did you edit me out to edit out me saying jive? Yes, and I have to edit out again this week. I was just listening to the old Japanese World War II propaganda online the other day. It's very mean. It's old Looney Tune where Bugs Bunny has just gigantic teeth and Pete Rose hair. Oh my god! All right, go to your fast food before we okay. divulge what into the, Asian body bag pedophilia f- porn. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's just let's, okay. Okay. Let's. Oh, my eyes are every, tearing up. Everyone, let's just take a deep breath. Top ten fast foods Kaluchi eats alone. Go. <laughs> Okay. These are my personal top. What the f- 
fuck am I doing this? Go on. Come on, let's hear it. Okay, my number 10. Start, yeah, start from 10. Okay, so these are uh, the rules. We'll critique as we go. Um, should I, we rank them? Uh, like, Should we grade our personal feelings on your rankings? Because you're the fast food uh, yes. aficionado here. I'm the fast food aficionado? Yeah, yeah. Of, the, of the show. You definitely are. Oh, okay. Okay, so you okay. tell us from 10 and we'll tell you how we feel about okay. it. Okay. Um, so it's interactive. It, I included everything, so breakfast, chicken, mm. um, tenders, sides, desserts, sides, you, anything. Okay, in good. There. Okay, I like it. Okay, so number ten, probably the most basic thing on the uh, list, just a basic cheeseburger from McDonald's. Like the basic cheeseburger for a dollar menu. Yep, yeah, with the diced onions, the ketchup, the mustard. It's it's light. It's it, consistent. I would yeah. say I, at a five, I'd give that one a a three. A three, three, a cheeseburger. Yeah, okay. I'd probably give and, and, it like a th- these, round of three. These aren't always the best. These are just my but personal it, a, favorite. A cheeseburger from McDonald's is always good to get, like as a, a side to your main item. And yeah, you never, exactly. You very rarely get a bad one. You very rarely get a good one. Yeah, you. It, but it's, it's always, it's always, um, it's average. It, it always hits exactly what you expect. You know, they'll do. It'll rush for seven hundred yards and give you six touchdowns. <laughs> Shut, <what> up. <laughs> Shut up! Shut <laughs> up! Number nine, the a very specialty item. The Asiago yes. Spice and Chicken. Spice from Wendy's. Oh, is, absolutely. That's a five out of five for me. I love that sandwich. It's the best chicken it's sandwich It's got a good available. mixture of a kick with everything. Yeah, yeah that is um, a phenomenal sandwich. Um, Crisp, crispy, correct? You don't get it grilled. You no, no, no. You, you get the shit that's more inclined yeah. to give you a heart attack yeah, for sure. absolutely. 100%. Get me off the show quicker. I actually yeah. like the crispy one a little bit more oh, than the grilled one. The grilled one. is yeah. good. I've never crispy, had grilled from I've, I've had grilled maybe twice. I've done grilled before, but the crispy, it just highlights the taste of exactly what it's supposed to do so much It's never soggy. Um, yeah, they they use a mayonnaise base like a kind of like a pepperish oh, sauce. It's delicious. All right, what do you got for eight? Number I gave eight, that one a five out of five. This I think is going to be the most controversial oh, one. God. Crunchwrap Supreme, the only Taco Bell no, thing I, I have on that, here. I don't. I would oh, keep that up there. I would. I, I think that's fair for me. The we were actually uh, we were, me and Dan were just talking about that last night. But Taco Bell, like, um, it's me, hard the, to rank like one of their better ones. For me, their powerhouse item that I think is a game changer is the Quesarito. Um, I think that one, it, yeah, why not? Underwhelming. You think it's underwhelming? underwhelming. Really? What kind would you get if you were getting a quesarito? Because Landlord goes with the steak quesarito. I just like a beef quesarito. I like I'm a beef one. Beef is usually I the way I just think the quesarito. I'm a big or, fan of the Taco Bell quesadilla itself. Like, yeah. Quesarito, I want to make sure I'm understanding because it's basically everything. It's a quesadilla and a burrito. Yeah. It should have been just this explosion of flavors it is. and textures. I just think it's kind of a soggy bleh. I like it more than... The, I like the Crunchwrap, but the Crunchwrap never fully satisfies me the way the Chalupa or the Quesarito yeah. crunch goes. Wrap, crunch I, wrap. I, would, I give Crunchwrap like a four, four I would say Crunchwrap is probably a four. A Quesarito for me is but like Crunchwrap has everything and into I, it, also, too, Taco Bell. Taco Bell is also the most overrated for me of all the fast Whoa. food places. I'm not yeah, a Taco Bell fan. That's a hot take right there. Yeah, that's a very, that is your hot take. I've always week. said it. Taco Bell of all the fast food chains is my weakest. I think Taco Bell, I've always liked it, but I think they've done such a dramatic change in the quality of their food that they... They are probably my number do, one. Do they yeah. still they're have actually the most one of the most consistent ones. and they're the healthiest, which yeah. is crazy. Do they still have the breakfast menu? Or do they yes, get rid of yes, they so the breakfast menu is fantastic. I thought they got rid of the breakfast. No, menu. the breakfast, um, the Taco Bell breakfast is fantastic. That was such a huge hit that the breakfast contrast. The breakfast contrast is actually good. And here's another one that you may have not made it, but I'm a big fan of the Cinnabon bites at Taco Bell are spectacular. Yeah. And the yeah. Baja Blast. Yeah, the Baja Blast, but you can, be, you you can, can get it in the summer. You can get it in store. If it was better off the fountain, it is. But if it was only exclusive Taco Bell. That might have made the list, but it's not anymore. So yeah, fair. All right, if, where are we up to now? After Crunchwrap uh, was eight, seven, we're seven. Okay, yeah. only breakfast thing on my list: sausage McGriddle. Uh, wait, just sausage or sausage egg and cheese McGriddle? I don't like egg. Remember? Oh yeah, you don't like eggs. I don't what like a egg. fucking weirdo. Yeah, like, so who doesn't like eggs? I don't. Yeah, I know that's fucking strange. I don't man. get that. Yeah. It, well, what food do you like? 
Everything? Yeah. What food don't you like? I don't give a shit. Okay. <laughs> anyway, the sausage right. McGriddle. Uh, I like the sausage egg and cheese McGriddle. It's weird. I only had a McGriddle for the first time in years recently. I remember the first time I, they came I would, out, I did not like them. I would have, on I my list, I would, have a, I would have a McGriddle at number 10 just because it's sometimes it's too syrupy. That's, oh, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. I like um, that. The, I, I like the balance of salty and sweet with yeah. it. It's a very. It's I, hope, a, I hope we're making people very, very hungry right now. I know. I hope we're making diabetic hungry. I know my good friend Steve is probably like thinking about driving out. To, Justin's probably like Justin and down. Steve. I know um, Justin's there right now, and he's he, he's in the parking lot eating his food. So and my, he's going to go around again. Me and my buddy Steve. Um, he lives in Michigan, and he is. Um, Flint. He's like my uh, <laughs> kind of. He's like the Bartolo Colon of my friends physically. <laughs> no offense, Steve. You know I love you, but we always talk fast food. We're big fans. He. It was just his birthday. So by the way, birthday, I like how Steve, you beat by the, the shit out Colucci, and you make one innocuous comment. And you go, just kidding, dude. Well, yeah, because I'm not kidding when I say it's Colucci. <laughs> There's a difference. Um. So what do we got next, food wise? Okay. Love you. Um. Steve. Number six. Maybe too low. This one I had the hardest time ranking, but I rank it here. The Baconator is number six. I love a Baconator, but I a Baconator makes my uh, duty watery. That's how you know it's yeah. good. Yeah. It, I'd probably put Baconator in my top five. It might by be top far five. the yeah. greasiest. It's, oh my God. Yeah. It, I remember. Legit have to have napkins. I remember after New Year's back in, oh, not, maybe 2010, I got the quadruple Baconator at Garden State Plaza. <sighs> and within 20 minutes, I needed to find a bathroom, and I was in there for like a half hour. You can't get that grease off your hand. It just needs it's to no. stay on its own. Oh you can wash it, you, it just won't leave. Yeah, no, it's terrible. Okay. So what's, what's next? Number five. I don't know if everyone's had this one. The flamethrower burger from DQ. Uh, you know I have. I love grill and chill. No, I have I love that, a good yeah. grill and chill. It's grill and chill. I've had so much food. I DQ, DQ fast food, man, is so good. It's, it's gotten so supremely good. underrated. It might be quality-wise. Like, it's like cheap, too. And it's so always... It's it, it, when I go there... I, the drive through takes like 10 minutes, which kind of sucks, even if I'm the only one there. But, but the food is always fresh. Yeah. It's not just sitting there getting That's dry the and under a heat lamp. So. I also like, they give you the little tray. And eating out of the tray. And they give you the Texas toast, yeah. too. They give you the toast. The toast oh. is great. So go on. And you can okay. always get a nice ice cream treat. Number four, the Whopper. I love Burger King. Burger King's my number one. I haven't one. had a Whopper in years. I think the Whopper is consistently, of all the major sandwiches, the best. I could agree with that, probably. I like it. Okay. You very rarely have a bad yeah, one. Yeah, I would agree with that one. I probably, eh, yeah, I would probably put them in my top three, just because Whoppers always right. consistent. Number good. three, the curly fries from Arby's. Arby's, oh, the yeah. best fries They're, by I far. I will prefer Checkers fries personally, and Popeyes fries. I like a seasoned fries. Popeyes fries. Are I like a seasoned fries. Fry oh, green. you know what? I put in my top ten here is just the Popeyes biscuits. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah. Try to try to eat those without oh, water. You know? wait, wait, should we do an episode where we get as many biscuits and see how many we can eat throughout an episode? We're just completely parched by the end of it. I have an idea. I have an idea. Okay. Let's play <laughs> off of that. We have to eat an entire menu, the two of us. The entire menu? Like, you know how they have like That's one through lot, 12? Dude. We have to get one of each, and we have to finish it throughout the show. That's a lot of food. Dude, that's in an hour we, and a half window. You better have a toilet on standby. We'll have a toilet on yeah, standby. your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kluge. You know that we love you. That's what we call behind his back the toilet. You're calling it to his face. <laughs> Well, I'm letting him know it's behind his back so most wait, wait, of the time. Is Piss him off. I have a question. <laughs> At various times, Colucci's been the toilet and he's been the shit. Which one is it? Not the shit. I'm sorry. Shit. He's, yeah, he's, he's never, never the, the shit. shit. He's a, a shit toilet. Okay. Shit boy. Um, <laughs> number two. I don't. It's not always available, but it comes back once in a while. The king of Burger King sandwiches. The, the double sour, stack. Oh, they're going to say the sa Isn't the double stack uh, Wendy's? 
Wendy's has double a double stack, stack on the Wendy's. yeah on the menu. No, what's the, the double stack? You're talking about the sourdough king. No, no, no. Sorry, it's a temporary. I, I put temporary things. I didn't. Um, what's the, the, the double one? stack? Is Wendy's double cheeseburger? No, the value what's menu. the one where you have the patties and they have the cheese sauce? It's bacon meat cheese. They had the commercial with the little people and you're they with the rodeo king. No, I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I don't you know. What you're it. about. No, it's not no, the double stack. No. The double stack is a Wendy's. Yeah. like when I go double like, stack I, is a Wendy's. You said the cheeseburger. Oh, just a stacker. Oh, the, the BK stacker. Oh, okay. Yeah, the BK stacker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a good one. So that's number two for yeah. you or three? Wow. Number two. Okay, what's number one? Let's let's do a drum roll. Uh. Okay. So to be fair, this entire menu could have been one through ten and probably should have been the beef and cheddar from Arby's. Oh, that's a good one. Hands that's, that's a really that's good, a good one. one. By the way, all the Arby sandwiches tied for second through ten. <laughs> it was very unfair. So I said I can only put one Arby's because... Okay, now, this is... Uh, I want this to be the last bit of the fast food and we'll go into our picks and then some other stuff after. Um... Who has the best fast food chicken nuggets? Oh. Not tenders. They have to be nuggies. Nuggets? <sighs> nuggies. I already have my answer easily. What is, what's yours? Wendy's. Wendy's? I Oh, my God. The spicy chicken nuggets yeah. are so good. So if good. spicy were still around, I would have said it's that, Wendy's. but they're gone now. I do like McDonald's chicken nuggets. McDonald's I think McDonald's is yeah, good, too. McDonald's are the best because they have the unique. They have that, like, panko. They have that, like, crunchy. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Uh, butter, it's like a buttermilk. Yeah, yeah. I, I like those. Um, so I would agree that McDonald's followed by, but if it was Wendy's spicy yeah. chicken. Although Burger King's nuggets Burger are pretty King's good, actually got Burger King's nuggets are actually burgers. the one thing I don't like. Um, oh, uh, DQ chicken nuggets I are never fan- had the fantastic. Let's so get flamethrowers. We're a bunch of fat asses sitting here talking about this. Um, Ralph, did you? I know you watched the first season. Did you watch Glow season two yet? No, not oh. yet. I'm doing Westworld right it's, now. Um, oh, good luck. Uh, by the way, I'm hating season two. So I love season two in the last episode. I thought it was brilliant. I'll tell you what. Episode. And now I, I think I need to rewatch it, but that's my problem. I don't like shows where you need a notepad to follow along. I, I didn't need a notepad at all. Here's my issue with season two different from season one. Season one was confusing. Season two, I feel like they're actively trying to confuse the viewer. Twist, Instead of, ju- twist just for the sake of twist. Inst- every scene... This is a problem. I saw this with the fiance because she loves it. Me and her had a debate about this. Every scene has like some weird um, like speech or some like hidden meaning. Like, you know, you don't go down there because if you go down there, you don't come yeah, up. Yeah, and yeah. if God looks down, like, it's always that. Every scene has a reveal. If every scene has a reveal, it reminds me of The Dark Knight. Same thing, a yeah, Nolan yeah. thing. Every scene, if every scene's edge of your seat. It's pulling back another layer. Yeah. What, Season what one, it was much, What episode are you up to? Five or six. I need to rewatch so, it, though, because. I significantly like season two more until the finale. I thought they, I thought the characters were better. There, There's one episode specifically that creates. Such incredible empathy for the one of the hosts specifically, which I had not mm-hmm. felt. Um, and then I've never had a show, a season of a show that I liked so much, have the finale just completely shit on it for me. I'll probably have it done by next week so we can talk about it's, probably more. Um, so go back to, to Glow. You loved the first season of Glow, Loved right? it. So I did not expect to like it as much and as And that's did. a lot of people who like Glow. I told you, you gotta I, watch yeah, it. I gotta watch it. Glow is good, it's, yeah. Okay, first off, I've been hearing that from multiple people. If you're a wrestling fan, you'll pick up on so many things that they, the common wrestling fan wouldn't. Like, I'm explaining to the landlord multiple times, like, little references they're making. Like, there's an episode in season two where um, one of the characters gets injured, and the other um, the other character is saying how he was at the garden when uh, Stan Hansen broke Bruno C- San Martino's yeah. neck, which is a legitimate thing that happened, and they turned it into storyline eventually. Um, season two was even better than season one. Uh, the kid, the way they used this, the main three characters, um, Allison Brie as Ruth. 
the whoever plays Debbie, whatever her name is, um, and Mark Maron. Mark, Mark Maron, Maron steals the. He is so good on this show, and it's I'm so happy that he's been around forever. And now that he's like getting more like mainstream recognition, it's kind of like when Bob Odenkirk blew up on Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I've loved Bob Odenkirk forever. It's great to see him finally like getting recognition that he always should have gotten. About how hateable is Allison Brie in the first season? But like, you like her, but you but hate she's her. Awkward because she's so. It, that's kind of what her appeal is to be. She's uncomfortable and awkward. And you know what's unique with a show with like a female cast like that you very rarely get a character like that like a hateable female yeah. character that's not like bitchy like well, usually is... they make her like very like snarky whatever i think it's actually one of the best characters in the, the, uh, the TV thing now. i like about this and it's an, again it's a show with an all-female cast and it's based on a real thing is that they don't go too heavy-handed with uh the theme of it there is an episode that absolutely um feeds into the whole uh the, the Me Too producer Harvey Weinstein kind but of thing. Should. But Well, that's the thing that happened. And the thing that I do like is in the first season, we know Allison, um, spoiler alert, Allison Brie sleeps with her best friend's husband. It's like three minutes and in the first they episode. Easily, <laughs> they could have easily made the husband that um, hooked up with uh, Allison Brie's character, like just the scumbag, typical, oh, he's a man. But they gave his character some layers and they didn't just d- decide to bash men the whole season, which I was happy about. No because one in the They could have easily done that. And I, the quality of the show is still good that it would have ruined it for me, but that was an easy way out. Instead, they worked around it. No like. character is lazy. No. Not a single one. And That's the one what I that, like about The it. one that impressed me the most this season, um, the wel- Welfare Queen, that character. Yeah. The, um, and she was a real wrestler in WWE, um, Karma, or Awesome oh, yeah, Kong. Yeah, yeah. And I could And she actually, she debuted in WWE and then they found out she was pregnant um, she like debuted against men as well and then she it, she's always had a little bit of controversy but yeah. she's actually like a really good actor she had a few episodes where you get to meet her son and they question the the morality of the welfare queen character and everything but that was what happened back in the 80s yeah, that's um, cool. if you're a wrestling fan you'll like the show if you're not a wrestling fan you'll like the show I've seen very few people that have the watched fian- the, the show the fiance loves it I, I love it I, as a Mark Marin fan it's great but it's, um, it's really cool and there's also a great documentary about the real organization glow on netflix if you're not familiar yeah. with it um it's really cool so you got to check that one out watch season two once you're done yeah with I'll, I'll do it all right what do you got oh all right so i got some are you familiar with chuck tingle i actually think i am but refresh my memory chuck tingle writes um he writes books he writes erotic fiction oh, and yes yes i know chuck them on amazon his books are um, very interesting. Do you have some titles for me? I do have some. Let me hear some. Let of me these. read first about what Chuck Tingle. Should does we have an like... episode where we write an erotic novel? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, we'll yes. talk about that. You know what? It'll be the sequel to the Garba <laughs> Dudley thing. <laughs> okay. We'll get them all in here. By the way, me and me and the fiance scream "cook fucking shit" at each <laughs> other <laughs> all the cool time. Fucking shit. Instead of cool fucking shit. Okay, Chuck Tingle. Uh, little has been confirmed about Tingle's identity beyond the fact that he is a, a pseudonym. He claims to have been born in Homa Truth, which was a cult commune. Is he in the Tommy 30s. Wasso? Like he's just guessing where he is. He's oh, better than hi, Tommy Chuck. <laughs> he um he presents himself as a Taekwondo grandmaster from Billings, Montana, who acquired a PhD in holistic massage from DeVry University. Fucking Rex Quando. Rex Quando. <laughs> if you look at his pictures, he's just this doughy fat guy wearing like a So what, what titles do you have for me? Um so his titles. Let me show you some pictures of them. Okay. What's the name of that book? It is "Pounded by My Handsome Ghost Boats." Okay. This one, uh, I'll read it because the font's small. Okay. Um, this is called 
living inside my own butt for eight years, starting a business and turning a profit through common sense investment and strategic targeting you, marketing. You could find that one in the bookstore next to Art of the Deal. All these, <laughs> all these books have like these like jacked naked guys getting pounded in the butt by like this. Oh, now now you're speaking Colucci's language. <laughs> um, this one was called "Pounded in the Butt by My Own Butt." <laughs> by the way, these are real books too. Like, why, you don't, buy why don't you buy them? They should be. And why are you looking be, these up? Heavy. This is my favorite this one. one. I'm worried. We should about. be giving these to guests on the heavy, show. Heavy metal unicorn lawyer like sings pri- into like my go away baskets. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Consolation prize. <laughs> heavy metal unicorn lawyer sings into my butthole legally. Would you like to hear the synopsis of this book? Yes. Jorbit is a hardworking guy with a decent job, but the daily 9-to-5 grind is starting to wear him down. Realizing that his life is completely devoid of any recreation or entertainment, Jorbit and his friend decide the best cure for their blues is a night on the town. Heading out to a local rock club to go see their favorite metal giants, Horns of Heck. Suddenly... <laughs> This is where suddenly suddenly a chance meeting with the unicorn lead singer Grimblechorns Grimblechorns that is gamer tag Grimblechorns has Jorbit reeling when he learns that Grimble is both a rock star a lawyer and all bets are off sooner than Soon enough, the two of them launch a five-year legal battle in an effort to attain the permits, allowing Grimble to sing into Jorbit's asshole, <laughs> which will bring them together in ways they could have never imagined. So how how do you sing into someone's asshole? I have no idea. what why noise you, does it make back? Why would Kluchy, you need... Kluchy, oh. comment? Couldn't tell you. Kluchy, comment? Why would you need permits? <laughs> it's, a the, it's a zoning violation. <laughs> Why didn't you buy any of these books? <laughs> I want them on Audible. You can't get them on Audible. <laughs> well, I got to find out if this guy's a Twitter account. S- save it's, some of these because we um, got to get into our picks. Wait, one more. Here. This one, uh, do you want Pounded in the Butt by My Own Butt or Space Raptor Butt Invasion? <laughs> this guy likes butt. They're all about getting pounded in the butt. At least he wants sci-fi yeah. with that one. Okay. That yeah, he has cool. sci-fi elements. Yeah. Space can be a lonely <laughs> That's place. That's an old moon. It's a butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Really? <laughs> Some of them get really weird. Like he got a Hugo Award nomination, and it's called "Getting Pounded in the Butt" by my Hugo Award nomination. <laughs> oh, I, I, we got to adapt one of these. Sp- Wait, can we make a movie? <gasps> Kalucci, we're using your butt. Can this be another thing we don't follow up with? <laughs> like our sports? We're gonna do a sports show. I promise. All right. Okay. Well, last one. Last one. Space Raptor <laughs> Butt Invasion. Space can be a lonely place, especially when you're stationed by yourself on the distant planet Zorbus. <laughs> In fact, Lance isn't quite sure that can that, that he can last a whole year before his shuttle pod arrives, but when a mysterious visitor appears at Lance's terraforming station, he quickly realizes he might not be so long. How alone much time did you all. spend reading into these? Way too much. He went into deep scroll. Soon enough, deep Lance, scroll on yeah. Chuck Tingle. Lance becomes close with this mysterious new astronaut, a Velociraptor. Together they form an unlikely duo, <laughs> which quickly begins to cross the boundaries of friendship into something much more, more sensual. All right, I gotta buy. We gotta buy some of these books and give them to our guests when they leave. Like, oh, thanks for being on the show. Here's your Chuck Tingle. I'm oh, um, getting pounded in your butt. By... He's got a podcast. Does he really? Yeah. All oh, right. wait, 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 wait. Can we do a crossover with Chuck Tingle? <gasps> we gotta have a promotion with him. All right, we gotta get to our picks. We gotta find. We gotta get to our picks. Okay, we gotta get to our picks. We gotta get our picks. All right, 
uh, who's going first? You went first on the review, so yeah, I you go so. first. All right, so I actually did a poll on Twitter for this one as well. What genre I should give you? And um, winning pretty handily was horror. So wait, let me let me explain. What? I, I didn't I, say you, anything. You gave me a face like you were like, oh, I don't like horror. I didn't do anything. You're being very immature about this. Go fuck yourself. So, go Pelucci, back me up. I'm your only. Don't I'm your do friend. it. I don't gave do you a party. You were. I gave you a party you didn't ask for. And I appreciate it, but thank you. He oh, appreciated the rip section. So, with 44 percent of the votes was horror, and I decided to go with one that uh, not many people have seen, although it was very critically acclaimed. Um, this was Bill Paxton's directorial debut. He stars in it as well. And it starts him and Matthew McConaughey. It's called Frailty. Um, so the premise of Frailty, um, I really don't want to give much away, but Bill Paxton plays the father of these two boys who uh, claims that he saw God who gave him a list of these uh, demons or sinners on earth that he has to kill. And he tries enlisting his children to help him take care of this. They call him the God's Hand Killer. Um, and the way they weave the story and the way it unfolds, um, the visual, it's the ending. I don't know if it's necessarily, I know when I first saw it, I was young, it's, but most people are like, whoa, when they see it. Um, one of the most, uh, in the horror community, it's incredibly underrated. I think it's more like along the lines of like a seven, although there is a different element to it where it's a suspense thriller. Uh, Bill Paxton is great in it, especially for his first movie he directed. And Matthew McConaughey is playing like true detective Matthew McConaughey. That's my favorite. Where he's like kind of burnt out. Um, it's what's, what's your problem now? Did your headphones just? I think I, I think he just tapped the table. You're hearing? Or did you get feedback? Now I can hear you in both my speakers. Okay. Like, my oh, that's weird. You must have moved. Um, so don't move for the next twenty minutes. I'm gonna move. Um, Not you, Kalucci. Oh, sorry, Kalucci. <laughs> um, so yeah, frailty. You can fucking move. Um, I'm kidding. I think frailty came out back in like uh, 2003. I want to say. Oh, but, okay. Uh, I love Bill Paxton. He was still alive then. Yeah, he was obviously still alive. Um, his last movie was something that I just read about it the other day. His very, oh, he was in that terrible movie, The Circle, with Tom Hanks and Emma Watson. That was like his last yeah, movie. I heard bad um, things about that. So frailty. Almost everyone I know that saw it, it's uh, they love it. But it, it went under the radar for some reason. Did very well critically, um, financially on a low budget. It did okay, but it, it's very under the radar um frailty is your you watch this week okay so what, what is my i listen okay so um big weather while listening to it it reminded me and i mentioned it before of the band swans um swans is very well known for having very abrasive noisy sound but they also pair with these very calm kind of unexpected acoustic breakdowns i'm gonna give you an album i don't particularly love but it's an album that i never forget do you ever have one of those things where it's not something yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. but there's something about the album that stuck with it's you? It's like Lit's one album. The album is called <laughs> My Father Will Guide Me Up a Rope to the Sky. Mine won't, but I actually might be able to. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, and then he'll <laughs> he'll just push me back. Then he'll dig you a hole and say that's where you're really I left, going. I left this world to get rid of you. <laughs> oh fuck, I need to put Morbid. up with this now. My father will what? Uh fuck. What's it called? I got it. I got My video. father will guide me up a rope to the sky. Okay. Um, and it's spelled S-W-A-N-S, Swans? Swans, yeah. Just, okay. Um, very similar to Big Weather in that you got songs that don't fit. You have songs that completely change style halfway through. You have the opening track is nine and a half minutes. Okay. Um, but then it's followed by a two-minute track. So, okay. Um, it has one song which I think is absolutely phenomenal. What song is that? I'm not going to tell you because I want to see okay. if you well, can get I highlighted that. a couple songs for you, but I yeah. guess it's different because that was a Do you want me to give it to you? Yeah, Eden sure. Prison. The song's called what? Eden Prison. Eden? Eden. Eden. Like, like the, the garden. garden. Yeah. Eden Prison. Extremely abrasive, fantastic example of like noisy rock. Okay. Um, Reeling the Liars In is another one that's a second track. 
I really, I, this album is weird. I have very mixed feelings about the album, but it's an album that I always go back to. I find I compare a lot of things to this album. Okay. Okay. What are you doing? Pulling the cord. Now I'm echoing. Can you relax? No. You're ruining your own flow. You're being real opie about this. <laughs> just a taste. Just, just a sitting taste. there on your phone texting just the whole time. Get me milk. Get what me was, milk. Didn't he freak out about blue, milk once? Blueberries. 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 So that was swans. My father will guide me up to uh, rope heaven. Your, your butt you'll with fig- a unicorn. <laughs> you'll, you'll figure it out. Um, and the song you highlighted was uh, Eden Prison. And really um, the liars so, in is the other one. All right. One so the really two picks like. this week. Um, Frailty is the movie. And Swans. My father will guide me. Blah, blah, blah. Um, whatever it is. Um, when you first said Swans, the first band I thought of, and you brought up Smashing Pumpkins before, was Billy Corgan's band for a little. Sven that he Ooh. had. Do you remember that trash? Yes. And I don't even love. I like some Smashing Pumpkins. There's some stuff I really like. But it's I'm a very uh, give and take with Smashing Pumpkins. I absolutely love Smashing Pumpkins. They have some shit I love. They there is yeah. some stuff that they I also have some real garbage though. Too. He's a weird guy, man. He... I actually didn't hate that album that came out about ten years ago, Zeitgeist. That got have you heard critically... their newest single, Smashing Pumpkins? It's actually like really good. They, I didn't even know they were still yeah, they're around. recording again. Oh. He's well, a strange be guy. in concert at MSG. Yeah, they're playing MSG. Use code Dan ten for Dan P t- Dan P ten Dan P's on ten Dan P ten. So um, those are their picks. Um, Kluchi brought something up before um, that I actually wrote down because I wanted to talk about it. Just thought of it. How often do you go into a deep scroll? where it's like that's what you have to do. Now, the way I would describe the deep scroll to anyone that isn't mm-hmm. familiar with it is you're on the toilet, yeah. or you can even be just in bed like getting ready, uh, or go to, going to sleep, yeah. and you just start scrolling through your Facebook, your mm-hmm. Twitter, your social media, right. and before you know it, you realize that, oh my God, it's 2 a.m., and I'm still scrolling, or oh my God, I've been sitting on the can for a half hour. Mm-hmm. Yep. The, the deep scroll, I think, is one of the big downfalls of our society, <laughs> because yeah. it's information overload, and you're wasting so much time. <laughs> But once you get into one thing, you you see something yeah, else. And you're like, like, yeah, like yeah, you know where I get yeah. into what would be considered a deep scroll is on Wikipedia. Wikipedia is yeah. like I'm like look, I watch a movie and then I want to read up on like certain things, yeah. and the next thing I know, I'm reading the Wikipedia page about the director of this actor's first movie they did that came out in 1988 and ten people saw it, and I'm like that director was underrated. <laughs> I I go even weirder with that. I'll start like reading about like where coffee comes from, and next thing I know, I'm reading about like why they changed the name to Leningrad or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, Wiki is so dangerous in that did because ever, the clickable links where you can just go from one to the other. Did you ever play the Wikipedia game where you give two unrelated pages and see who can get there with the least amount of clicks? Like, I'll give you... I'll start with, like, let's use coffee. And I'll say, like, start with coffee and then I want you to get to Don Larson's perfect game. And you have to see oh, the number of clicks a, to get That's, that's a, a really game. good game. We, we should play that one day. That, I, shoot, I like that. That'd be a good shoot the shit topic. Yeah, where just see how long it takes. I, I like that a lot. Um, but I think everyone kind of gets into a deep scroll. Like whenever someone's in the bathroom for more than five minutes, I account at least two to four of those minutes on a scroll. Yeah. Um, it, it has to be from a deep scroll. I get, um, I don't do it as much on like Twitter or even Wikipedia. I don't do it as much. I have so many weird Facebook friends, you know it, that I had. Yeah, correct. I, my people, you may know, the algorithm's completely broken. Yeah, you I'm definitely getting, messed it up. Yeah. Yeah, you I, added, one night you just spent here adding, sending friend requests to every Mike Micah you could every find Mike on Micah. Facebook. <laughs> right now I have all these people from Cambodia. Like, I only have friends from Cambodia come up in my people you, you may really, know. You, so you were in favor of the but, Viet Cong back but, in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Baby um, Killer. Being a justice warrior yeah, that he is. Social justice warrior. So, um... <laughs> Uh, me and the fiance we actually have mutual friends because if I find a good one she adds them and we have people we make backstories of them we have theories about them it's just between the you two should, of us we so have like charts scroll through Facebook with like much. people's lives yeah. we have one person uh, 
there's a good chance this person actually may listen to it. They're okay. a, I know they're a friend of the page where this person does some sort of performance art that we don't understand lives within driving distance. We may go and show up at one of the performance arts because we're so deep into this. Can we do a live episode? Um, a simulcast? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, what kind of performance art? I'm I, interested. It, Should we start doing any this? Detail, I guess like, this, is, you... this is kind of performance art, isn't it? We're being artistic. Maybe it's, autistic. They're protesting <laughs> something. Just how they protest does. Oh, that's a beer alley. Yeah, you, you wear um, your your pink pussy hat and you're on with her. Yeah, shirt. dude, I'm with her. <laughs> Feel the burn with her. I th- I should Photoshop you on a person wearing I'm with Please. her shirt. Oh, I guess. <laughs> Would you make? I that? love how I'm a social justice warrior only here. Outside of this, I am a piece of shit. Dude, that's me too. Everywhere else, I'm a fucking crazy liberal or a social justice warrior. But then everyone else calls me like a conservative racist. I mean, what get to know me before you call me by my name. And then you'll realize that he's just <laughs> shit. Yeah, you'll yeah. realize that I'm just as advertised. I'm garbage. A big troll asshole. A big troll. Um, so, Kaluchi, I want to ask you a question. Yep. All right. I try asking everyone here when they come on. What's your like number one go-to movie if you're putting something on? You got to watch something. What's your I was actually one? thinking about that the other day. Um, I know Magic Mike. Yeah. Brokeback uh, Mountain. Would be, Call me by your be name. Miracle. Miracle. Oh yeah. yeah me, me being a big hockey guy. You're basically, a big that's always guy. the main. Yeah. One that I, I mean, wa- watch. No, you know, nobody cares about hockey. Nobody cares. I'm not. He can have his movie, but nobody cares about hockey. Nobody you care? cares. About, uh, Would you rather watch the World Cup or NHL? World NHL by a mile. World Cup. Would you really? Yeah. Ooh. Actually, um, I was actually just thinking this. You know, sports that you want to create. Yeah. Oh, no. right, let's hear. You might have an idea. So I actually thought of an idea, but actually it turns out it actually exists already. What? It's, it's called Swaki. It's soccer mixed with hockey. The hockey puck is a swastika. No. <laughs> <laughs> It's apparently they're they're all like in all their hockey equipment and everything, but Stop there's no it. sticks. Stop they it! Have a big what am I net doing? And they He's kick throwing so- shit at him. They're playing soccer on the ice. That's actually pretty cool. They're playing soccer on the ice. Yeah. So basically, if you try to kick the ball, you're eating shit. You don't play with a hand grenade. You know what I noticed in the- Russia? They might. Yeah, do that. exactly. <laughs> you know what I noticed with the uh, the sports conversation? A lot of people, the playing surface was the biggest thing to start with. I feel like they it has to be different and interactive. Jello. Cello. The playing service is a pool of cello up to your waist. I'm trying to. Could you combine like wiffle ball and hockey, where your infielders are defending goals, and the goal is wider? Wait, 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 wait! I got an idea. You play it on like the shallow. Okay, wait, wait. You have ball? you have cricket bats. Okay, you have I one like in it. each hand. Okay, but you have a big goal, like kind of in between a soccer goal and a hockey goal. Okay. And that, and you can give the guy no, no safety equipment. Fuck it. Yeah, I'm with you. No and he swats. That's what he has to use to goal to, he has to protect the block it with, with the, the with the paddle. That's the tough, paddles. man. You would need a bigger ball just to create. Because I think it'd be, yeah, yeah, no, no. But use, there is a level of technique that would have to go into you know keeping use, it low. When use you one, hit it. one of those foam balls that like you have in like gym, a, a foam nerf okay, ball like or kickball, kickball. Kick I think okay. This is where we're gonna start. We're gonna do the sports episode. I think we need to do a sports shoot the shit thing where like that's all we talk about so we don't get Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll we'll table that. All right, we'll table that. Yeah, we'll um okay, so your number one movie is Miracle. I think I've seen Miracle like twice and it, it's a good sports yeah. movie. I mean, I mean it's, it's one, it's of, the, it's one ma- of the better sports yeah, movies because it's basically relatable because it did happen, but um, there's a 
Oh, it's, you're, you it's mean more it's based a, on a true story? Yeah, you're, <laughs> the you're crazy, right? Uh, but yeah, I mean, seeing, I like her, see, seeing Herb Brooks is like it's it's perspective a good movie. Really I just cool. every year I don't need to hear about do you believe in miracles that line over and over again. But then again, I love like down goes Frazier and shit. Yeah. Like Ralph, I remember when Joe Frazier died, and I go on Facebook. I was at a, a midnight release for like a Call of Duty game, and I look on Facebook and I see your status. Down goes Frazier. <laughs> down goes Frazier. I'm like this motherfucker, <laughs> and you were jealous because you were probably gonna do the same exact thing. No, I think I I, I what I brought up is how Joe Frazier when Muhammad Ali was lighting the Olympic torch he said to someone I want to push him into the flame <laughs> <laughs> he hated him until the day he died I love that um so okay favorite movie what is your um your go-to album or band like one that you can always put on and listen to and if you say a day to remember your band you can say a day to remember no, you can't. don't listen to him I'll say a day to remember because they're one of Abba. my favorites I know um blink 182 is another one old blink I'm with you old on. blink one yeah um take off your pants and jacket is probably one of that's my, my least that's one of my least favorite. really that's when I was done with them I thought California was phenomenal that was it, California it was, was, it was very it good was really because it was kind of like an, a mixture of uh Back up, yeah. Did you, it was a mixture of basically like the old school stuff and like newer stuff. Did you ever hear cool. Plus 44, the side project? Yeah. Yes, yes. I've Plus heard 44, that. I think, is just as good as anything Blink. I was done. done with Blink after, um, what was the one uh, before? Blink 182. No, it was, it was, so it went Enema of the State and then it was Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. And then it was yes. Blink 182. I was done yeah. with them at, uh, the self titled. When, when Tom, when Tom became okay. more of a sing, when Tom was singing more songs with his fucking melodramatic, high pitched yeah. whining, I like Mark so much more. And I love the new singer, Matt Skiba, because I like Alkaline yeah, Trio a lot. Um, it, it's like when, on the newest album, some of the songs sound like actual fun punk mm -hmm. rather yeah. than what the emo weird shit. And Tom DeLonge is an asshole. He's a fucking. He's a Weirdo. Joe Rogan, Crazy. he had him on the podcast, and he, all he did was talk about his alien conspiracies. And within a week or two, Rogan was like, he was a weird guy. He was just making stuff up. And it turns out he's getting paid by all these people to push yeah. these theories. James, James Randi would have a field day with him. Oh, oh, did you guys hear about the Civil War that started on 4th of July? The, the Democrats kicked off the next Civil War, according to Alex Jones. Uh, oh. And he, he talked about how the next Civil War was starting on the 4th of July. They were planning on launching it, and nothing happened. But... James Wood's agent fired him, and Alex Jones claimed that is what's kickstarting the next civil war. <laughs> oh that James Woods, who has been in one movie since 2016, getting fired by his you know agent, why? you know, and has been the butt of Family Guy. Jokes. Yeah, it's, it's like liberal crazy. media. It, it, uh, People like me are keeping him from work. <laughs> the, fr the, the 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 water made James Woods' agent gay, and he fired him. But I I, I laughed so hard because I think Alex Jones is hilarious. I find him. I love Alex. He, Jones. he is a. If you don't realize, I bought it, his I bought his water drink thing. <laughs> I actually my, own one it. of my favorite memes is the the male vitality thing he sells. And someone did a side by. It was a side by side before he was taking male vitality and after, and he looks exactly in the same. But the after picture, he's just red. <laughs> <laughs> He's all red, um, but his, it, his shirts are always so tight. I know. Oh my god. Um, the other thing we didn't talk about this a couple weeks ago, and then I think we'll. I don't know if you have any other subjects we can. I. You know, I'm just gonna read the headline. Let's not even. Ex um, oh, the Uncle Drew movie. Are you excited for Uncle Drew? Do you know what Uncle Drew is? Yes. Let's next Kyrie? topic. No. No. Why? Looks it's, it looks great. It, it guys, haven't you think about when's the last time you thought about how great of an actor Shaq is? Just watch Kazam or Steel again. Yeah, but I can't and see. Why Kyrie did they make a movie? Irving. Why did they make a movie out of a Sprite commercial? Yeah. <laughs> when I first saw like was all it Sprite these, or Pepsi? Whatever it was. What, Pepsi, either one. But, but you know what? They made a fucking caveman show. Oh, with Nick Kroll. That was from so the progressive commercials. Yeah, that was, was the caveman. That's terrible. Okay, I'm just gonna give you a headline. Okay, woman born born without vagina gets one made out of tilapia tilapia fishkin. 
I saw that. Wait, yeah, what? she got her vagina made from tilapia fish skin. A Brazilian a bottom feeder fish. Okay. Her vagina is gonna smell um, like ugh. tilapia. <laughs> a Brazilian woman born without a vagina oh, has become the first woman to undergo pioneering reconstructive surgery that successfully created a new vaginal canal using the skin of tilapia fish. The thing that I don't understand is if she was born without a vagina, how did she piss? Oh, well, they probably create a hole. I mean, Fake we, news! We, Fake we, news! We, we can talk to Bobo about a created pee hole, can't let's we? Call, let's call Bobo. Like, no, I don't want to call Bobo <laughs> right now. Um, but I, oh, tilapia as your vagina, Ugh. that would be a... Uh, Ooh, I'm not a. I can't say that. Of course, it's a Brazilian. Those fucking weirdos. Here, wait, 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 wait. Bunch wait. of animals. <laughs> no, my God, she developed normally through puberty and even experienced menstrual cramping in her stomach, but never had a period. At age 15, she was given the crushing news that there was nothing but connective tissue behind the skin. <laughs> How did you what? take it at 15 to know that she didn't have a vagina? <laughs> it's like someone gave her a computer without a hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. How? How do you go 15 years and then you go, oh, wait, something's wrong here. Is this stalker Patty? <laughs> like, how Like how did you not know your vagina wasn't proper? Bad parenting. Brazilians, they're fucking weirdos, man. They're a bunch of fucking... All right, got to edit that out. Why? I call, You missed just five minutes ago when I called them animals. <laughs> <laughs> Brazo scum. <laughs> no, that wouldn't... Come on, that's not that bad. I'll, I'll fucking... I'll keep it, but I yeah. went on the record that you're a piece of shit. This was not said by Ralph. It was said by Dan Perosi and Dan Colucci... That I didn't the say Brazilians that. Are Dan Colucci Don't put has me in that been, category. He, he actually, he was ripping on Russians too, so hopefully they hack him. Why are you taking out your debit card? What do you order? Are you ordering a tilapia vagina? No. <laughs> <laughs> Could you find, oh, they should make a flashlight. That's, that's <laughs> tilapia. The tila- it smells like it. That just remind me, I don't know how, I got a new license. Doesn't that look like a school shooter photo? Yeah, you do look like a school shooter. <laughs> Let me see. Throw it. How far yeah. into it are we? We're about an hour and a half. Um, okay, so again, collusion. We're, we're, just, we're just bullshitting at this point. Yeah, we're literally just shooting the shit. Um, so, Mir- what is your... Uh, I'm trying to think where I can go with this. So, Miracle. What's the last... What's a movie that you saw that you hated the most that like, other people liked? I find that... Like, I like knowing a movie um, that you disliked that other people liked. Like, There's got to be one. There's got to be one. Come on. Everyone's got one. That I hated that everyone Yeah, like liked. one that you did not like that other people seem to really enjoy. For me, like I now I like lean towards like the hangover movies in a lot of cases. Like even the first hangover I d- can't enjoy anymore. Hangover three I was hated. was one of the worst. And people didn't really like that though. But it was better than two. It was better than two. I like three and the, more the than first two. time I watched it, I'm like, all right, this is funny, but it kinda went a little off That's rails. It's not a movie though. Like but oh wait, actually, I can't I, really think of anything at the I moment. I have one, and this is, is how I think we'll wrap up. Not movie or music related. What's the one joke that you're thro- that's thrown at you that you wish would just be retired? Is it your virginity? Your, yeah, your, that one. Your virginity. Well, wouldn't you just rather like lose your virginity than just the joke stop? <laughs> yes. Then yes. we have a treat for you. <laughs> yeah, then we have a treat for you. We start infomercials. You want to lose your virginity? <laughs> Here's Colucci's asshole. A before, <laughs> a before and after photo. A before and after of his asshole. <laughs> Before it's all tight, and now it looks like the Sarlacc pit from Return of the Jedi, <laughs> or, or a Rancor's mouth. <laughs> the numbers are doing so well, Ralph. <laughs> they, might find, they might find it they funny. They love the Sarlacc ass talk. All right, so let's close out with our hot takes Blue, now. Do you want a peanut? Oh. I do not want a peanut. <laughs> we have After one we set left. Last week's Would episode, you eat no, just one? Would you no. eat one? Just one? Absolutely not. Okay. Uh, we got we got to get someone. Maybe Growhow will try one next week. Because uh, next week we're going to have Growhow on. Because we screwed up the audio the first time, we're going to let Growhow kind of call It's actually going to be Growhow's show featuring Dan around. It's going to, yeah, it's going to be you know You Grow, I Have. We should do our, <laughs> we should literally do our picks real quick, like five minutes. Like and then he has carpal. He has carpal. carpal. He's in the power chair. 
Um, I hope he doesn't prep anything. It's just awkward silence. I know. It's just we sit here. All right, hot take. What's your hot take of the week, Ralph, as we close out? Okay. I was watching, um, I was listening to Ed Randall's Talking Baseball on the way here, and um, a guy called, and they were talking about um, Dave Rigetti's no-hitter. And a guy called in, and he said, I'm actually a Red Sox fan, and I was in the stadium that day, and I was rooting for it, blah, blah, blah. That got me thinking. If your team's completely out of it, you're in person at a game. So, say the Mets is here. Yeah. I'm Every, just, any year. Any year. <laughs> And because I know that you actually were at one of these situations, Clayton Carshaw is pitching a perfect game on the second to last day of the year. You have a chance to witness a perfect game against your team has no affecting on playoffs or anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Would you root to see it or would you root to have it broken up? Okay, so I was in one of these situations. Uh, 2015, the year the Mets won, uh, won the National League pennant. It was the second to last game against the Nationals, and Max Scherzer threw a no-hitter. It probably should have been a perfect game. There's an error in the first mm-hmm. inning. It should have been a perfect game. Um, so I would be rooting against it at first. I would absolutely be rooting against it. Maybe not a perfect game I wouldn't root against, but I am in no way, shape, or form capable of rooting against my team in any capacity for anything to happen. Um, I, I just don't have that in me as a fan. So when Scherzer threw the no-hitter, I went from about 30 seconds of being mad to like, I just got to see a fucking no-hitter. How many people get to see a no-hitter live in their lifetime? I don't think I can do it. Root for or be happy about it. I get, remember. I think if it's against your own team, against my yeah, own team, under like, no. Uh, listen, I here. Here's why. If if the circumstances were the Nationals, the Nationals were eliminated. We eliminated them. We won the division. We had nothing to play for. I was not. Why would I be mad? It was just. A, it was a meaningless game. They could have not even played that's that actually, game. I didn't think of that. If your team's the other side, where your team has nothing to play for for a good reason, yeah. I'm going out of the opposite way. If you're. Um, so if it's what like, did I have to be mad about besides losing? I wanted them to win and break up the no hitter, but once I realized as a baseball fan first and I got to see history, I was like, "That's fucking I cool." Might, I actually may be able to do it only if it's a team outside of the division. I don't think I could have a rival do it. Well, I I would normally feel that way, but the fact that we just embarrassed them and that all they had to play for was we got we no hit you on the last game and we got to, we won the pennant and yeah. they they can't even win a round of the playoffs. I can I can I can tolerate that. I can appreciate that baseball history. If it was like and the Col- Nationals to me aren't my most hated team in the division. It, would you be more bothered by the Red Sox throwing a no hitter against you or the Rays? Oh, Red Sox for sure. X, absolutely. So for me, even Rays are actually the only team in the division I don't hate. Even though, though the Nationals they've been our main rival over the last few years and they've been the one winning it's the, the division. It's it's the Braves, Braves and, and the, the Phillies. Phillies yeah. yeah, and um, I would say the Marlins have been a bigger thorn in the Mets side throughout the last twenty years than the Nationals have been. The Nationals, the, the the Marlins at least get to a World Series. The Nationals can't even win a round. But what a weird franchise! They've only made the playoffs twice, and they won the World and they won the World Series both times. They're undefeated in the playoffs. They're undefeated, yeah, I know. It's um, it's so incredible. I think a lot of it depends on the circumstance. For me, I don't think I could do. I real, I even if my team wins 111 games, we won the division by 10 games. I'm in the stands. You got you know fucking. I'm not rooting Cole for Hamels or something. I'm not rooting for. There's a difference. You can root for. You don't have to root for it. But after the fact, when it's over, if there's no true repercussion or um, any kind of long term outcome, yeah, I'm talking about in the moment. In the moment, in the I'm moment, rooting against. I'm rooting yeah. against it happening. I think 100%. you have, I think you can't root for your team ever. ever. You can never against root against. Yeah, you can no. never root against fantasy your team. And money. I think there's certain teams you should never root for. 
Um, oh, it, I, we, it, we've had that discussion. I've, I've said several times, if I needed the Jets to beat the Patriots on the last game of the season for the Dolphins to win the division or make the playoffs, I still can't root for the Jets. I that, do okay. not have that's, it in my that's DNA. That, that's a weird situation. That's kind of that's, like the Super Bowl this year. Is basically it was Giants Patri- Eagle, or, Patriots, Patriots, Patriots Eagles. Patriots Eagles. It's like, a lose-lose. Me being a Giants fan, I can't root for the Eagles, and obviously I oh, hate no, the, Patri- the, the Patriots. Patriots. I, you yeah. have to root for the Patriots. No, yeah. you know, At that I point, I had rooted for the Patriots. Well, no, you're not a Giants fan. I know, exactly. Philadelphia sports. The Patriots, like crazy, um, right. but I would never root for the Jets under any circumstance, under any situation, and more often than not, the Patriots and the Bills. Yeah. I hate for, all three for of them. playoffs. For playoffs, that's different. If the Red Sox winning gets me in the playoffs, the idea then, yeah. of sitting there cheering for the Jets literally makes me like gag a little. Oh, you feel dirty doing it, but you yeah, have to do yeah. it. Like me being right. a Rangers fan, I cannot root for the Devils to hopefully they kick someone out of a playoff spot. I can't do that. Yeah, ever. yeah. So I, I understand where you're you're coming from, but I cannot. Be like, oh, I hope they win just so they can we can make it's, the playoffs. It's it's rough, and a lot of times when you're in that moment, you don't feel. I remember there was one game where I actually rooted for the Cowboys because I, I don't remember the exact thing, but I they were playing the Packers in a playoff game, and something about the Packers that year got me furious, and I knew that the Cowboys had no chance to really advance. Yeah, correct, and I actually rooted for the Cowboys over the Packers, and then for days felt guilty about it and I said I'm never going to do that again so yeah, yeah I, I'm with you um, alright Colucci do you have a hot take yet or are you still thinking of one uh, still thinking of one alright so ahead. I got one um, now as you as we've discussed and as you know I'm a big horror fan what and, yeah I know right big no news hot, that's my hot take I like horror <laughs> okay, um, shows over they're um they just announced that they are going to be making a Child's Play TV series, which on paper I'm not necessarily against. But my problem here is that the last two Chucky movies that they've made that were like straight to Netflix, straight to Blu-ray, whatever, digital, were really, really good. Like they were like the old ones. And they're like they're going to make a TV series that's not involving any of the people. It's not involving Brad Dorif, who does the voice of Chucky. They're going to make this TV series while they continue to make movies. That not that kind of like working against yourself? Because now people are going to either watch one or the other. Yeah. They're going to shit on one or the other. Like there's people that like the there's the, people the gonna star, be picky they, about anything exactly. Anyway. There's people that like the Star Wars sequels, but they don't like the spinoff movies. Yeah, and because they they and there's reasons why with something that's working. And again, everyone that's seen the newest Chucky movies, they really like them. See, the Chucky was terrible, and they didn't have any of these movies for a while. And then they started releasing these new ones that felt like the old ones. They were a little campy. They were fun. They were dark. They were goofy. Um, I don't see why you would make both of them, and especially if you're going to do one without the iconic voice of Chucky, like that. You know Chucky's voice when yeah, you hear yeah, it. Yeah, no, no. Um, I I don't understand. Like what I understand it's about money and it, doing that and remake remaking movies that don't need like they're remaking Big Trouble in Little China. Remake bad movies. Don't remake good movies. Remake movies that were the right concept but in the wrong era. Battleship Earth. Battlefield Earth? Battlefield Earth. That, no. <laughs> that I don't, movie's I don't great. need more Scientology movies. There's enough of those out there. Dude, they're advertising on the fan now. I know, the Scientology what? network. Oh. I hear Mink Man plugging the Scientology Mink network. Mink Man... No, Erica Herskowitz, she really gets into it. I I don't understand. You've um, heard you've heard stuff. Now hear the truth. It's it, but just like why why fix something that's not broken? I I understand that's Hollywood now and they're remaking things that just don't, they remade Red Dawn. They remade yeah. uh, they're remaking Roadhouse with Ronda Rousey. They're remaking all this stuff. I just 
I don't get it. And because they're out of ideas. I yeah. I mean, they're out of ideas. That's I'm not. I would rather them just keep making fucking good, like good quality sequels years later. Like that can be done. Creed proved that that you can make a sequel that spins off of it. And Creed did it perfectly. Yeah. And that was despite the last Rocky movie. Rocky Balboa was pretty good. And then they just they they realize okay, we can't have seventy year old Stallone boxing him, which because um, he's too old now. Which I was watching Elephant in the Room the other night, Patrice's special, yeah. and one of the jokes he made is like, I'm I'm tired of pretending. That Arnold Schwarzenegger has muscles. I saw you tweet <laughs> like, that. He, you said, I'll be back. What are you, back from a colon treatment? <laughs> oh. Um, oh yeah, poor Patrice. All right, Colucci, you're on the on the spot. Uh, probably here. my hot take is what you kind of just mentioned in terms of remake. Like, no, re- you can't use the same hot take. You got to right. come up with something. It could be, uh, sports, it could be anything. anything. It could be Ooh, that you hate grass. Sports, yeah, you could hate grass. Rip one of the Funkos right, off one, and I eat it. One. Yeah. You're probably not going to like this, Ralph, but I am not a Bruce Springsteen fan. I do not. Oh, you think I Bruce not, sucks? I do not understand the appeal of I, how that's many Manfro like as well. I, well, for maybe what? personally, like, like I'll listen to a song, like, oh, right, cool. I can't listen to a full. Well, album are your are your parents Bruce Springsteen fans? No. They not like Bruce. They don't. That not explains like Bruce. it one hundred percent. I'm the exception that I came from parents who were Bruce fans, and you became, and you became, became a Bruce one. fan. Okay. And you use Bruce is. is I think he's he's a great entertainer. He's great on great stage. Performer. And a great, great performer. Great performer. But honestly, I can never I'll never you, get into his. I'll music. tell you what Bruce says. Bruce is baseball, where you have to be. Deep, deep uh, yeah. into it. You have to inherit it from your father. You need to be into it at a young age, and you understand that you're in the minority of people who like it. Bruce, yeah. I think we we live in Jersey, so that's where we kind of you get kind of it. But I relation. think outside of Jersey, he's very love him or you hate him. Even yeah, in Jersey, yeah. kind of is. I would agree with that. When we were at the the U two concert last week, um, Bono shouted out Bruce, I mean, and the whole crowd started chanting for Bruce. So he is. We were at the wrestling thing when uh, yeah. Elias was talking about Elias Bruce. The whole crowd, Bruce. Yeah. All right, so we got our hot takes, and you think. Bruce sucks. Eat, um, eat one of the Funkos. So, uh, <laughs> so our, our picks again this week were uh, I gave Ralph frailty and he gave me swans. My father will guide me up to heaven with a rope or something. <laughs> I, I don't know what the name of it is, but um, so those are your picks if you want to play along. Uh, Kaluchi, you got anything else for us? Nope, that's it. All right, well, thanks for thanks being for on. Sorry me. that it again turned into a rip session. Um, make sure you keep an eye out in the next two weeks when the the Kaluchi Comes Alive the special is, yeah, The Lost File comes on. Um, and next week we will be here with Justin Grohowski. No, 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 no. Justin Grohowski will host us. Yeah, Justin Grohowski will be hosting us. On I U- think he should be it's, sitting there. I should. Be, you should be sitting here, and I sit there. He'll I be in the we, power chair. Yeah. Um. It'll be called "You Grow, I I How." <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. You watch, I listen. Uh. Watch again. Thank you to Lobo Sound. Happy uh, Fourth of July, Rainbow. everyone. Happy Fourth of July. I hope you had a lot of hot dogs and God bless America. Peace out. Bye.